Blog Talk Radio. Good Tuesday afternoon, everybody. It's the 28th day of April. That's We're almost out of April and into May, but before we get there, we've got a loaded show here tonight. Been back by popular demand. We're bringing back, calling out the class of 2020 as we have the Spotlight 2020 show here tonight with you. We've got a slew, I mean a handful of great athletes are going to join us here tonight as we're coming to you live from the factory sports and fitness training studios here in Somerville, South Carolina. Of course, I'm Rich Yelpin. That is the coach, Eugene Benton. Coach, uh, you've seen the list. We're getting ready to reveal it, but before we do that, how's things happening? As we're quarantined one another as you're down in North Charleston and I'm up here in Somerville. Yeah, man, it's a pretty good list is popping out here. You know, we got some great athletes. We finally ventured into a new sport, so we're going to have a lacrosse player come on. Really excited about that, and uh, really excited about some of the messages we've finally gotten from some other schools about sending some athletes or nominating some athletes. So uh, looking forward to the show. It's uh, really nice and pretty outside. I set up in the outside uh, studio office area, and, um, yeah, just really enjoying this fresh air and um, looking forward to this show, ready to get this thing kicked off. It's going to be a great show. I did get confirmation. We're figuring out the details, but an athlete all the way out in California, a football player, this is a five-star athlete who is being recruited by Alabama, Clemson, you name it, they're calling for him to come to their campus and give him at least three, if not four years. Not a done deal yet, but we have got a lot of things in the works, thanks to some of the great parents here in the low country working for us to help us get this show at the best way it can get. And, again, reaching out to athletes saying, hey, we would love to have you come on to one of our shows in the backyard here in the Low Country. Now, tonight's show, it's no different. It's locked. It's loaded. We got five stars all the way from the country clubs to the golf course to track and field to the football field to baseball, soccer, soccer, as we mentioned twice, because we got two of the ladies from Somerville coming in here back-to-back. They'll join us. And uh, like you mentioned, lacrosse is going to check in for the first time at this point, uh, ever, maybe ever, because uh, we're excited about that. Now, here's the list for tonight's lineup that's going to be checking in over there on the Tip Farm Hotline. We'll start off at 612 with Payne Rutherford. He is a golfer heading to the University of South Carolina. Not sure if he's going to venture into the world of golf, but he will be going up to the University of South Carolina. Perry Wilder, track and field, also football. This kid is an elusive athlete over there at Somerville High School in Somerville, South Carolina. He is, uh, I'm going to tell you, watching him as a slot receiver, it was everything I could ever imagine. He did that number five a well of a time on the football field. Darren Smalls, of course, had wore that number, and uh, Andre Banks also wore that number. Now, of course, it will be Perry Wilder who uh, will hand it off to the next gentleman who will, of course, uh, have to live up to the hype of uh, number five there on the football field. He's also a track and field young man. He's going to do some great things. I believe he's going to kind of conversate with us tonight. I know where he's going, but I'm going to wait and let him tell it on the air. Brody Hopkins, we know he's Mr. Football, Mr. Baseball over at Somerville at the high school over here in the uh, backyard of the studios. He's heading to the College of Charleston, where he'll play for the Cougars uh, next season or coming up soon. But before he left the campus of uh, Somerville, he played football 
He played baseball. He could have played basketball. This kid is an elusive athlete all the way around. Uh, great hands on the football field. Some of the best hands I've seen in quite some time. Some incredible catches and uh, put him on the defensive side. And he had a great stance in week zero against uh, a team up in Woodland and St. George. He will always remember that hit that kind of turned the table a little bit going into halftime. Then that's going to be a 7 o'clock interview. At 7.30, we go to the soccer field with the ladies check in with us. It's going to be Kayla Tucker and Liz Vega, the ladies of the Green Wave, the soccer team. They were poised to have a great season. They started off hot, but were cooled off quickly by the COVID-19. Uh, they'll talk to us about where each of them are going to go and what they're going to do at the next level. And then we're going to head over to Mount Pleasant. I'll let you talk about these two guys that are going to check in at 8 and 8.30 there, Coach. Yeah, first up at 8 o'clock, we got Gray Sobel, who's uh, an elite catcher on the baseball team. He played some linebacker and in the secondary. played receiver in his time at Oceanside as well. He played all over the field. Um, he's a super kid. He's got a, a, a ridiculous high GPA. You know, he's a very smart kid, comes from a great family. He's got two younger brothers um, who who've played the sport. Uh, I know the, the youngest brother is a multi-sport athlete as well. Um, and then at eight at eight thirty, we have Joey Bolston coming on. Joey Bolston played some defense. He played some linebacker slash hybrid uh, defensive end for uh, Oceanside. He also is an All American on the lacrosse field, and he is headed to the Pac-12 to play at Utah. So that's pretty exciting. Uh, glad to have these guys on, and looking forward to getting this thing kicked off, and looking forward to meeting all these athletes and hearing what they have to say and where they're going or what they're doing. Uh, and, and kind of what got them there. So we're looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it here. I'm ready to get on this uh, the production side, and I'll let you take over. No doubt about it. Of course, uh, we do want to remind you, if you uh, maybe forgot or hadn't heard, uh, but uh, maybe it's the first time you're going to hear it, it is going to be the announcement that we have partnered up with the South Carolina Youth Football Association. Uh, of course, they have been coming on the show on a regular basis. This is the guys and girls that around five and six years old all the way to the teenage years, they do a lot of the competitiveness on Saturdays. And uh, with that being said, Southern Sports Central is going to be broadcasting the games. We're excited to have the opportunity to bring growth not only to the brand, but give the young athletes the opportunity to be heard on the radio on Saturday nights where Eugene, myself, and another individual will come at you on Saturday night. We'll have a game of the week, and it'll be brought to you right here on Southern Sports Central. That, of course, came out. Uh, last week where we got in there with their commission and uh, was able to make it happen. Kind of a perfect scenario. So we're always looking to grow. We're always looking for opportunities to get involved in your community. So if you would like us to be a part of your community, reach out to us on Facebook at Southern Sports Central, or you can follow us over there on Twitter at SO Sports Central. I'm going to try to get Eugene involved a little bit more on our, uh, he's more of a picture taker. You guys who know Eugene, he likes to take photos. So uh, Instagram is kind of his thing. So we're going to try to turn him into that. Uh, we want to send a happy birthday to Sokon John. Sokon John turns a little bit older today. He, of course, is one of the many voices you hear on Southern Sports Central. He covered the Southern Conference for us, but he's also one of the many uh, on-air personalities here on Southern Sports Central. He's actually going to join us tomorrow. That's right, tomorrow we're going to come at you live for a special Southern Sports Central. We may have a few athletes, but we're also going to try to clean out some things because there's been some things happening that we want to kind of make sure we touch on. Of course, the NFL draft has been that conversation. There's a lot of hollering and heating going on about is it or is it not going to be a season coming up in the 2020 season from the college to the pros to the high schools. We'll get into some of that debate tomorrow. We'll get some professionals come in and 
kind of give us their crystal ball thought of who might, might happen coming up. And again, you know, I was on a show earlier today, Eugene, where Saluda now, and these guys, uh, Saluda Live, excuse me, these guys had me come in around 3.30 up there in Saluda, South Carolina, and we talked a lot about some of the ups and downs of what I liked, what I didn't like about the draft, and also we did bring up the, the possibility of what it does mean for them not to have a football season at just the local level, at high school. Okay, that has a lot bigger effect than I think you guys are, are maybe wanting to hear or maybe wanting to see. But we'll get into a lot of that tomorrow night because we want to make sure tonight it is all about the class of 2020. I know Somerville went over today to get their cap and gown, so that's going to be a conversation that we'll have with these athletes. I know uh, the uh, individuals over there at Oceanside, they've got something planned special for them. I did see on May um, – I'm not sure the actual day. I want to say May 4th, maybe um, – Berkeley High School is doing something. So we're trying to get all that we can. We've reached out to a lot of high schools. It's up to the high schools to kind of get back at us. Send us your athletes. If you would like your athlete to join us, we'd love for him or her to come on. And all they have to do is tell us what high school they're at, what sport they play, what position they play, a fond memory of what they will always remember when they look back at their time on the field that they were competitive on, and then something about their school that will separate that moment when they're sitting somewhere and they close their eyes and they think of their days on that campus what is something that kind of comes to mind you know so it's pretty simple if you're that athlete you're listening you want to call in come on in and hang out 213 excuse me 323 that's 323-784-9681 again the number to call in is 323-784-9681 we're going to take a quick break because coming up next we're heading to the country club to the golf course if you will where Somerville's own golf pro and himself Payne Rutherford joins us right here on Southern Sports Central. We'll be right back, guys. Here it is, a groove slightly transformed, just a bit of a break from the norm. Just a little something to break the monotony of all that hardcore dance that has gotten to be a little bit out of control. It's cool to dance, but what about a groove that soothes the move romance? Give me a soft, subtle mix, and if it ain't broke, then don't try to fix it. And think of the summers of the past, adjust the face and let the alpine blast. Pop in my CD and let me run around and put your car on cruise and lay back, cause it's summertime. Summertime. 
quite yet. Hustle to the mall to get me a short set. Yeah, I got on sneaks, but I need a new pair. Cause basketball courts in the summer got girls there. The temperature's about 88. Hop in the water plug, just for old time's sake. Break to your crib, change your clothes once more. Cause you're invited to a barbecue to start with four. Sitting with your friends, as y'all reminisce about the days growing up and the first person you kissed. And as I think back, makes me wonder how the smell from a grill could spark off nostalgia. All the kids playing out fun, little boys messing around with the girls playing double dutch. While the DJ spinning a tune as the old folks dance at your family reunion. Then six o'clock rolls around. You just finished wiping your car down. It's time to cruise, so you go to the summertime, hang out, it looks like a car show. Everybody come looking real fine, fresh from the barbershop, applies in the beauty salon. Every moment fronting and maxing, chilling in the car, they spent all day waxing, leaning to the side, but you can't speed through two miles an hour, so everybody sees you. There's an air of love and of happiness, and this is the Fresh Prince's new definition of summer madness. Hey, welcome back, everybody. I'm Rich Yelman, alongside the coach. Coach Bennett here with us as we are coming to you live for the next two three hours here on Southern Sports Central, Tuesday edition of the Spotlight 2020. This segment brought to you by our friends over at Gurns Pharmacy, located at 140 South Main Street, Somerville, South Carolina. You can give them a shout at 843-873-2531, or you can find them on the web at gurnspharmacy.com. Without further ado, I head over to a young man that I've had a chance to watch grow from a little guy to a grown man, and it's been quite the ride and the most uh, enjoyable one, I can tell you, along the way. And without further ado, I bring in our class of 2020 from Somerville High School's own Mr. Payne Rutherford. Payne, what's up, big guy? Hey, how you doing, Richie? I'm good, man. Glad to have you with us. Of course, Payne is a – He's a, he's a golfer, but don't let that fool you. He's a big kid. He could have played basketball. He could have played, and he did play some football. When I met this young man, him and my son and a few other Green Wave members were playing football over at Satoma and uh, won a championship in overtime, by the way. Is, uh, that was always a lot of fun, man. But uh, first of all, I can't tell you how proud I am of you. It's, it's, it's a lot of fun to watch a lot of you guys do what you do, but knowing the relationship I've had with you since, man, I guess middle school, right? I mean, you've really – uh, excelled and uh, continue to overachieve and do the things that I knew and I know your mom and dad knew you were going to do, buddy. Yes, sir. Thank you. So let's talk a little bit about Payne Rutherford, man. Uh, when you look at it, uh, first of all, uh, what made you get into golf and walk away from the game of football and a few other sports? Because I know you probably played them all, you know, knowing your father and, and, and your mom and, and everybody there in your circle, man. Athletics is something that you just do. Um, I've actually had the chance to meet your grandma and your uncle before, so it's it's pretty pretty neat to know you got a very athletic family, so it kind of comes easy. But why golf out of all the sports that you could have chose? Um, I started playing baseball and football and all that, and I just I'm I wasn't I guess I wasn't really like good at those sports. I didn't really like them. I played football for two years, and I I really didn't like it that much. And baseball, it, I guess it was just kind of boring to me I guess I don't know but right. golf I started playing it I guess my sixth or seventh grade year 
And I don't know, I just, I guess I, once I started kind of getting good at it and played it a good bit, I kind of started to like it and how, I guess, I progressively got better rather than those other sports. Live right now with the class of 2020 from Somerville, South Carolina. We're at Somerville High School, the Green Wave Zone Golfer, coming to us live from the country clubs. of We're not sure where, but these guys, uh, you know, it's got to be pretty fun, man, to play a sport that, you know, you, you look around, you ride down. I don't live too far away from one of the big uh, country clubs here in Somerville, right around the corner from Myler, and I see these guys riding around on golf, you know, these golf carts. And, you know, uh, do you guys get to ride on the golf carts, or do you guys do it old school, man, strap that bag on and walk it out? Yes, sir. We have to we have to walk. Um, I guess every yeah every tournament you can. Some people like to use those push carts, but I don't know. I don't. I never really liked using those. But yeah, you usually walk walk every time. So when you look at this thing, and, and and of course I'm this is you're you're the first golfer we've had in here on the show, so it's a fun thing. And later today we're going to have a lacrosse player on, so we're definitely checking all the the spring sport athletics. And I can tell you one thing. It's not an easy sport, by the way. I can drive a baseball a mile away, but if you know anything about golf, slicing is a real thing, and I do it at best. And I'm not talking about the pizza parlor. Man, it's awful. I mean, I I know it's going somewhere, but I just don't know where it's going, man. What is it? How much have you had to practice to really kind of put your hands on it the right way and, and be able to know how far and, and how complex, man, because there's how many clubs sitting in the bag? I mean, Talk to me as if I've never seen a golf course before, right? I mean, what separates a golfer from a baseball or football player? Um, golfing, it like I guess it's it's muscle memory, and so you have to you really have to practice every day. And if you don't practice every day, you you will struggle, I guess, with the basic concepts. Because I mean, one day you can go out and play golf, and I guess slice the ball, and then the next day you can hook it, and I guess like football. You can, I mean, once you kind of get the basic tackling technique or catching the football, I guess like that. And golf, like, there's not many people that are just, like, natural athletes. If you are a natural athlete, you don't start off really good with it. Everybody is going to struggle with that start. So, I, I mean, when I started off, I played pretty much every day for a while, and then I'd take a break and then have to go back out and, really practice every day. So let me ask you this, though. Do you got to kind of be a little bit of a weatherman when you go out there? Because in football, you know, you you know if it's raining, you do what you got to do. Baseball, both of these sports, we've both played. I get it. But golf's a little different, man. If that wind's blowing a little this way or a little that way, does that kind of alter your ways? And how much of the weather do you watch when you go out there? I see you guys throwing blades of grass up, but I think it's more for show. But I think there's got to be something to it because every time I'm at a golf course, somebody's throwing some grass around. Yeah, so the the wind is definitely, I guess, one of probably the biggest weather factor because uh, it's always constant, it's always changing. And it can, I mean, just mid-golf swing, it can change from 5 to 10 miles per hour and knock your ball into the water or off the green or and really mess up your round. Yeah, it's the wind is no joke on the golf course. We're live right now with the class of 2020 as we're focused here on the Spotlight 2020 on Southern Sports Central Tuesday afternoon show. We've wiped the slate clean, and we brought in five-star athletes from the spring sports. Uh, no matter where, we're bringing them here. So we are live right now with Payne Rutherford. He is, of course, with Somerville High School. He's a green wave golfer, and he has done a phenomenal job leaving a legacy over there in the hallways and the classrooms. I can tell you that for a fact, and I know what he's done around this the entire community. Now – 
I got to ask you, man, because in every sport there's a little trash talking. Does it happen there? Is it too much of a gentleman, you know, uh, sport there? That there's no trash talking. Um, I wouldn't like. I guess there isn't too. I've I've known kids that have trash talk. It's not too much unless the kid is. You don't like the kid, and you already know him. You just don't like him. But <laughs> I'd say, like most of the time when I go play in a tournament, um, we kind of like. I guess we'll laugh at each other's bad shots, but there really isn't too much trash talking. I, I've heard stories of where kids are trash talking, and I haven't I haven't really experienced that too much. I can only imagine the giggling, and then you put the hand over your mouth so they don't see you a little bit when it's a slice or a bad shot or something. How about a happy Gilmore moment? Have you had a happy Gilmore moment where you just really wanted to just, you know what, you just weren't shooting your best today, man, and you figured, you know what, I'm just getting ready to come all out right here, and I'm going to have a good time the rest of the day. Have you had one of those afternoons on the country clubs and the golf courses? Yes, sir. Uh, I think it was my 10th or 9th grade year. It was like my first high school turn, and I was not playing too good. And I guess I just started laughing. Once it, once it got through, I think it was a two-day tournament. So once I got through, like, the second day, like the first couple holes, and saw so it was going to be the same thing as the first day, I just started laughing at myself. Because I knew it wasn't going to get any better, and it really couldn't have gotten much worse, so I just had to laugh at myself the rest of the day. Just kind of sometimes cuss under my breath or something like that or do all right. sorts of stuff. To hey, man, I'm going to tell you what, man. Angry. Welcome to being an adult, man, because that's going to happen a lot. When you're an adult, man, This is that's a normal day. You can ask mom and dad and anybody else around you, man. I have a lot of those moments where, uh, man, it just doesn't go my way, and I just have to kind of laugh at myself and get myself through. The day. Now, I'm even going to tell you this. I grew up in Myrtle Beach, so I can putt better than anybody because we've got a billion putt-putt courses. So if you ever need an extra guy, just make sure you don't let me do anything but get to the green. I'm good. I got it. I'm clutch from the backside, and I'll put that little backspin on it because, well, I don't know. Unless there's a little Ferris wheel and some obstacles, I need some obstacles in the middle there, too, from, the, you know, from back in the day. But um, talk to us, man. Give me a favorite memory that you remember, uh, and, and I want you to have two for me. I'm going to go ahead and set you up here. So, one, I want yeah. when your guys were out and about, right, and this was uh, one of your moments there uh, as you guys were on the golf course, and then give me another one that you'll always remember about Somerville High School when uh, the day finally comes and you guys are finally official graduates. Um, probably my favorite golf memory was when we won and pick it, or, yeah, when we won a pick and tournament last year. It's a, it was a two-day tournament, and the first day is like a seating where – Everybody goes and plays 18 holes, and then the next day's a match play for nine holes, and it's like a little bracket that you do. That and we won that last year, and that was probably my the best winners winning that. That was a fun tournament to win because it you played 27 holes the second day, and that was hard. So that was probably the best memory as a as a golfer at Somerville. And probably, it, I guess my favorite memory that I'll probably won't forget as a Somerville graduate at Somerville was on one of the golf trips when we were in Myrtle Beach. Um, <laughs> one of my teammates ate too much food at a at Outback, and uh, we were going over the bridge over uh, in Myrtle Beach, and he uh, threw up outside the bus. That was probably one of my favorite <laughs> memories. I mean, I I remember I could not stop laughing at that. That was probably one of my. I mean, I was sick and laughing at the same time. That was probably one of my favorites. <laughs> It's one of those moments you're laughing so hard, your rib cage is hurting, and you just can't help but, you know, you start laughing, you can't stop. And trust and believe me, I've got a memory like that that I'll share with you off the air. It was on a bus, and we were heading down to Florida. And uh, the coach actually made us get off the bus because nobody wanted to claim something. 
and it was snowing on I-95 heading south towards uh, Cocoa Beach, Florida. And, uh, man, it was uh, – back now, now you couldn't get away with doing stuff like that, these kids, but uh, they definitely got away with it back in 1996 when we were walking the interstate in the snow uh, that cold <laughs> night in Georgia. So, <laughs> man, I, I want to tell you this, brother. First of all, man, I, I'm proud of you. I, I can't say enough how much it's nice to start with you on the air with me tonight. Uh, you and I go back, man. We've got a lot of history, of course, watching you grow up from a little boy to a grown man. And, hey, your little brother's chasing you. All right, you got another one behind you. got yes, a couple sir. of little brothers back there chasing you, and you've got an older sister ahead of you. And, uh, of course, uh, you're surrounded by great people. You know, I'm close with your dad, of course, over at the school and what we get a chance to do together. And, uh, you know, I expected you to be exactly who you are, my friend. So um, just tell everybody quickly. I know where you're going in your next chapter, but for those who are listening, man, what, what stands – at the door, and where, where do you head next to open it for the, your uh, new chapter coming up in your life? I'm going to the University of South Carolina to uh, – I'm going to major in education or history, and I, I think I'm a minor in those two. Yes, wow. So how about when you're done at University of South Carolina and coaching in your in your history, you come back to do some principal work? Uh, which, what's, your, what's your goal out of, out of, high, out of college? Uh, probably going to teach it somewhere. I think I'm not sure yet, though. Yes, sir. That's kind of it's kind of in your genes, there, buddy. You got you got to do what you do, and I look forward to getting you back. So uh, just make sure you stay in touch when you get to the campus. Maybe I put you to work, man. Hey, maybe you can report to us over there <laughs> at, at USC and do some Southern Sports Central stuff on the side. We'd love to have you. Uh, I wish you the best of luck. I'm proud of you. Uh, today, you guys, I believe, went over to the high school, got some cap and gowns. Is that what happened today? Uh, yes, sir. It did. How weird was that? Was that a little weird for you as far as getting in there and um, seeing the school? You hadn't seen the school in a while because I'm pretty sure you do a lot of stuff online and get all your stuff printed out and all that. But uh, you got that nice banner. Boy, I tell you what, hats off to our faculty (laughs) at Somerville and all the other schools around the country because, man, they have really shown out and uh, and done a great job of keeping in touch with you guys. And uh, what was it like to see that big banner when you guys pulled up? (laughs) I was excited. I I was happy. Like kind of getting, I guess kind of getting that stuff and kind of realizing that it's last year. Yes, sir. Well, I'm gonna wish you the best of luck. I'll sign you off, my friend. And if you need anything at all, you already have my number. You reach out, call out, tell us what's going on, and uh, I'll see you again here very soon, my friend. But uh, tell everybody in the family I said hello, and uh, we wish you the best, my friend. Thank you again for taking time out, Peyton. Yes, sir. Thank you. Always a pleasure, ladies and gentlemen. There he goes, Payne Rutherford. He's a golfer for the Green Wave. He's done a phenomenal job, and, hey, he's got some interview experience under him. I expect that, though. If you know his background, you know his family, you expect exactly what you see. I mean, they've done such a great job with Payne, and that's the fun part about me. And You're going to hear a lot of Green Wave tonight, and it is not the factor that uh, one thing or the other, this is just the way the ball has fallen here on a Tuesday night, and I'm, I thank the Lord because I know each and every kid that's coming on a little bit more than some of the other ones I've had on. So I'm excited about the next guy that's coming on because I've watched this guy coming out of nowhere. I mean, this kid has got like mad skills on the football field. He's not as fast as me at track. I'm just kidding. He's actually a heck of a lot faster than me at track, but we'll get into that with him coming up next is Perry Wilder, the third. That's right. Don't forget the last three. It's the third and he's going to join us right here on Southern sports central coming out of break guys. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. With a little love and some tenderness, we'll walk a 
everybody i'm rich Elman alongside the coach eugene benton eugene i'll bring you back in here quickly great interview there by Payne rutherford i figured it was only fitting if he's going to the university of south carolina they just play a little hootie and the blowfish where of course that where is where uh, hootie and the blowfish were born even though darius is a uh, native right here in charleston south carolina mount pleasant to be exact on that side of the world but uh Payne being a golfer i think he, he nailed it what a great interview he talked about the ups and downs and all around of golf and you know, it's probably, uh, you know, it's the one sport that you really honestly have to be as much of a golfer, but you have to be a pretty good weatherman too, huh? Yeah, you have to know the, uh, the atmosphere you're going into. I was thinking, you know, when he was talking about the slicing and, and the wind and stuff like that, it's kind of like, you know, what we teach the kickers. You know, you got to get out and get some warm-up shots and see which way the wind's carrying the ball and adjust and adjust to the grass and things like that. So, uh, you know, it's kind of interesting listening to that. I mean, you and I, we both have played the game of golf. I'm not very good, although I've played <laughs> I don't know if I would call courses. playing, but yeah. <laughs> right. I've, I've played on some very, 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 uh, you know, renowned courses. Usually by about the third or fourth hole, I'm the guy that volunteers to drive the golf cart. I, I feel like that <laughs> green speed just doesn't really do enough for the damage that I've caused. So I feel like, you know, I'll just turn it over and uh, drive the cart for the rest of the guys and just talk trash. So that's that's pretty much my – I'm good for about four holes. Yeah, and I asked about the talk, trash talking, and, was, yeah, that was fun. So, good times, but we are going to move forward over here on, of course, the Tent Farm Hotlines. Now, this segment, this is going to be brought to you by our friends over at the Tent Farm, located at 7634 South Railroad Drive over there in North Charleston, South Carolina. You can call them up for any of your tent needs, be it your car, be it your house or your work. Give them a shout. Jonathan Farmer and the boys and girls will take care of you. And a quickness, trust me, they are ready to get to work, and they are essential. Is it very essential to get the shade on you this time of year in the great state of South Carolina, anywhere around here, Charleston? You can find them on the internet at tentfarm.com. So, without further ado, we go to the Tent Farm hotlines, and 
Let's catch up with uh, number five on the football field. They don't give him numbers, I don't think, on the track, but he'd be number one on the track, in my opinion. That is, without further ado, we head to Perry Wilder the third. And without further ado, Perry, what's up, buddy? Glad to have you in here with me. What's going on, Richie? How you doing? We're glad to have you. We're doing great, man. You guys got your cap and gowns, 2020 representing yes, tonight. You guys uh, yes, probably sleeping that one tonight a little bit, get a little excitement there. You and I were talking in between the breaks. Uh, Perry Wilder, of course. Uh, what what a great what a great career you had there, and I say career, but time, legacy, time, whatever you want to label it as. You came out, man, and you had an explosive senior season on the football field. And I'm very blessed to be able to call the football games on Friday nights for any school, but I get the chance to do it with Somerville High School. Traditionally, uh, you know, it, it speaks for itself uh, to be the voice of the yes, Green Wave. I take a lot of pride in it, and uh, I got to call your name a lot, buddy. But you guys do this to me oh so well. I watch you come up. And then you abandoned me in about four years. Uh, and then we start over again with a new group of guys. But, um, you know, tell us, man, Perry, you, you've had a great – we'll start in football first, man. Give me some of those moments in football. You got to play for Coach Call. Now he's gone. You guys played with him in his yeah, final yes, season. You know, you were part of winning a, a region last year, right? You guys uh, made it to uh, – you guys made it far, almost to the state championship, yes, lower state. You guys, unfortunately, uh, it was Dutch Fork. And that's kind of what they yes. do is uh, they, they – they were big, but give me a memory about football, man, and, and, and your time there playing for such a legacy and, and a great program of the Green Wave. I mean, there's so much to choose from. I mean, because I played with a bunch of good athletes and good players and good coaches. But um, the, I said one memory I said from this year, I'll say, um, was I said that fourth game, even though we lost, I would say it was a fun game because, you know, how people hype up all everywhere to go, you know, barbershop and store, you wear something, some of the old fork going to beat y'all this year. You know, they come up from y'all from last year from the region championship. But, you know, I felt it was a good game. Uh, the first half, we dominated them. Second half, we they came back. They got they got their stuff together. But, you know, I felt like I still was a good game. They slept on us a little bit. We came. I, I came out with a, a good two um, touchdowns, and we ended up the half of the field goal, so like 17, 14, something like that. Seven, we were seven, up 17. They came back and finished the game off. But I just like – that was a good game. I just like that game. And the region championship last game, um, last year, that was a great game. Yeah. Yeah, that was a heck of a battle there. And no doubt we're live right now with Perry Wilder the third. He is an athlete on the campus of Somerville High School for the Green Wave here in Somerville, South Carolina. He's a track star in the spring and a football stud in the fall. And, of course, we're talking football with him first. You mentioned the barbershop. I went over to – uh, a barbershop around the corner from uh, the studios, of course, and caught up with Matt over at Matt's Barbershop. And we were sitting there, and they were like, man, you guys got four solid running backs. And I was thinking, well, I know we got this guy and that guy and that guy. We don't have but three running backs sitting back there. Well, they actually mentioned four. And then I said, well, we got four guys back there. We got maybe five. And they were trying to describe this guy. Well, they were describing you. I said, oh, no, that's Terry Walker. He's a slot receiver. But this young man comes around from a reverse and basically can be handed the ball in the backfield. He makes it, kind of creates his own opportunities there. What is it about your speed, man, that you were able to really kind of separate yourself? And, and while you came in, not the tallest receiver, but I would say one of the fastest receivers on the other side, Brody Hopkins, they had to count for him as well. How much do you, were you able to use the attention that Brody got to kind of help elevate you and get you to where you needed to get? Um, my speed, that's something God given. I mean, I can't really do nothing about that. That was, was born, got from God. But uh, once I get the ball, the first thing I'm doing is seeing, trying to find a hole. I just need a little crease. Once I hit the crease, I'm gone. I know nobody's going to catch me. That's just one thing I know for sure. 
And once I hit a little hole, I'm gone. That's how I feel. If you catch me, I mean, God, God was on your side, I guess. I don't know, but <laughs> um, yeah. But I know once I hit that hole, I'm I'm going to take it a distance. And we watched you take it the distance numbers of times in the course. That number five is a very big number. Somerville, we mentioned two guys before we brought you in. Darren Smalls was one. Of course, he's waiting to see if he's going to be able to play his days in the NFL. He had a great career there in South Carolina. They transferred to Charleston Southern and uh, continued to work out there during the offseason at Somerville uh, with uh, coach, um, the coaching staff over there with the track and field guys. So that was a lot of fun to watch him come back home to work out. But it was also Andre Banks. How about Andre, who did some really big things in that jersey as well. But here you go, able to kind of keep that alive. And I know I've kind of busted on you during the year, always looking at you and saying, man, look, if you're going to wear that number five, man, you've you got to do it justice. And I can tell you, man, you, you did a great job. Kind of describe Coach yes, Call. You got a chance again to – oh, you're welcome. You earned it, man. So you played with Coach Call for his final season as a head coach at Somerville. Yes, um, who was Coach Call to you? What, what does Coach Call mean as a player – uh, when it's all said and done, if you had to summarize um, time under him at your uh, your days at Somerville, um, Coach Carl was, uh, was he's a good guy. I appreciate Coach Carl. He was with us since we were in. I remember coming out going um, our eighth grade year. He came over to Greg Middle School. He was talking to us, saying, "Y'all guys are up next. Y'all gonna be the guys to uh, who uh, lay the groundwork, most more more of the groundwork for the other the younger guys coming in and everything." And he was. The class, he really he appreciated our class. I feel like, and he's a good guy. He tr- he believed in God. He's a God. He's a godly man. I appreciate that as well. Um, and he he showed us that we need to love our mamas as well, our mother, our moms, our well as well. And um, I really appreciate him for that. Um, he uh, he did a lot for the school. He did a lot as far as players as wise and um, and other coaches. And I really appreciate him for that. Live right now with Perry Wilder the third. He played football and he runs track for Somerville in the class of 2020. We're kind of wrapping up the football talk, and now we're going to get into some of the uh, the fun conversation of running track. I got a chance to watch you in your last track meet, if I'm not mistaken, in that big weekend where it was the Raisin Cane tournament, where all these different individuals and schools came together as one over there in the campus from Somerville, and man. You didn't let us down. You won some. Uh, you won some hardware. You're able to take some stuff back with you. But it was Coach Bellish who ran, of course, the track and field yes, side sir. of things. And him and Coach Savella, along with some other uh, track coaches over there. But let's talk about the track, man. This is something that I, I really enjoyed being a part of this year. It was a short season, but what about track, man, that you enjoyed the most? Tell me something about Coach Bellish and Coach Savella that you will always remember looking back at your days at Somerville. Um, Coach. Coach Bellish and um, Coach Avella. I met Coach Bellish when I was like in kindergarten, in kindergarten at Newington. He was my PE teacher. So me and Coach Bellish always had a relationship since I was really young. And Coach Avella, I met him, I would say, sixth, seventh grade, seventh grade, sixth, seventh grade, something like that. And um, they always pushed me to keep on working, keep on pushing in practice. You know, I'm a goofy guy and everything. So they would get on me and I would play too much. And uh, I appreciate them for that. They, they'll, they'll keep it, they kept it 100 with me. I kept it nothing but honest, and they'll tell me when, hey, I need to stop playing, I need to focus, uh, you're not good yet, you think you're good, but, you know, I, I, I took that, I reevaluated myself, and so I, hey, I got to step up, I'm a leader on the team, I got to step up, I appreciate them for that as well. So tell me a memory on the track and field side of things, you shared the football story, but let's hear the track and field, I know you guys, uh, it's a different type of closeness on soccer than it is 
in baseball as it is track to football. But as far as the, the track goes for you, Perry, what's a moment and memory that you'll always look back at the track during your times of running for the Green Wave? Um, so many. I'll say uh, it's I can't really it's a I'll say the time in practice not a meet but the time in practice. You know, no people like people say track is um and y'all run too much. I want to do it, but track is we're we're tight. We're a close knit family. I'll say in um other sports I feel like have the same um thing on their teams as well. But track like during during spring break we're practicing and running and that time together. It's like it's really fun. Like you just have, just have so much fun, and I miss it. I really do miss it. It's so much fun. Live right now with a track and field football star, stud, if you will, Perry Wilder the third is with us live. Class of 2020 joins us over here on our Spotlight 2020, part of the Southern Sports Central Focus on the senior class. With these guys having their season shortened thanks to COVID-19, no more will they play the sport on the campus. As their high school, they will become an alumni member here in just a few days. They, uh, Somerville just got their cap and gown, so the real part of it's coming uh, to tuition. Man, let me ask you this question, maybe a little bit harder one than I've asked some of the other ones, Perry, but when the word came out last week that the season was over, had you already prepared yourself to kind of know it was probably ending, and how hard did you take it over the weekend? Um, I was hurt because I was hoping to come back because I, I knew this season I was going to do big things. Because after that first meet, I had a hurt hamstring. Probably, I think I probably strained it. Then coming into the second meet, I came back and I just dominated. I said I knew I was going to have a good season. And that hurt me to figure out that my season was going to be cut short and my senior season as well because me and my other friends on the 4 by one team, we had our, our minds that, hey, we're going to win state or we're going to come in top three at state and finish strong this year. And it, it hurts, you know, and it to be my last year to be with the guys and some girls on the team. But, you know, it, it happens. That's life. It happens. No doubt about it. And it's exciting to hear you have such a positive uh, spin on all of this. Is we're live right now with Perry Wilder III, who is, of course, heading to college. Let's talk about college, man. Uh, again, we get it. You're there to get your education. You just happen to run some track and play some football while you were there at Somerville. But it's leading you to uh, another chapter in life, man. So where do we find Perry Wilder III when it comes to campus life in uh, the next chapter, as we will know you as a college student, buddy? Um, I'll be going to Bennett College on an academic scholarship, and um, I plan to try to walk on for both track and football. I know I'm good enough to play at the next level. That's just my confidence. That's my mindset. This is just, I know, it's, it's not going to probably be easy. It may, it may not, but I feel like I got faith. And I know that I'm, a, I'm able to play at the next level and run the next level. I agree with you, man. So let's pretend you're sitting here at the podium and you've got track to your left. And over here to the right, you've got football players, man. Uh, and you got to leave a message. I want you to talk to your senior buddies, the, the, your graduates, the girls and guys at track, and your guys, uh, you know, uh, classmates to the, to the other side that's going to graduate with you here in a couple of weeks. Talk to them, and then when you're done with telling me what you would say to them, then tell me what do you leave behind to the young ones that are coming up, to the upcoming class that's going to take over this program now that you're handing them the keys to the car. I'll say that uh, don't take a day. Time for granted. Time goes by. Uh, your t- your time with your teammates, your friends, your family could be cut like that, as we've seen earlier this year. And with this um, virus that's going on, this pandemic, everything, take the time with everything. Enjoy your life, I'll say. Enjoy your friends. Enjoy your family. 
and to the upcoming players as well. Enjoy it. You never know what's going to be done. The, the season, your senior season is going to go by really, really quick. So enjoy it. Have fun. Work hard. Keep on pushing yourself to be better, I'll say. Yes, sir. Well, I'll tell you a couple of things. First of all, I'm proud of you. Congratulations. Uh, we're excited for you. you. Uh, congratulations on the academic, man. I love that you slowed down and you made that a point. Because you can be the greatest athlete of all times, my friend, but without the academics, you're just going to be a small-town hero. But you, my friend, yes, are going to be much greater than just a small-town hero, a big-time hero. You're going to do big things at the next lab chapter. What do you want to do when you get out of Benedict, man? Uh, you know, they do, by the way, have an amazing band over there. I'm a yes, big sir, they do have a good guy. So. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Man, that's, good that's something you're going to get looked forward to. <laughs> what are yes, you going to do when you graduate, man? What do you, what do you want to um, – what, what, what part of the world do you want to take I, over? I, I plan on – I want to be an educator. Whether I want, I just want to help. I want to help young kids, younger kids. I want either counseling or be a teacher or just helping the community out. I want to help younger kids, I'll say. That's what I want to do. Whether it's coaching – coaching, counseling, being a teacher. I just want to be an educator. That's all I want to do. I love it, man. We're two for two because your, uh, your, uh, your, your classmate, Payne Rutherford, just joined us, and he's also looking to be a teacher. So it looks like yes, sir. Somerville's doing something right with you guys, man. They're making you, 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 know, they're making you believe that being a teacher is a lot of fun and it's worth it in the long run, and I couldn't agree with you more. But I want to put you to work. If uh, you got some spare time at Benedict, man, I'm going to – give you some assignments. You can come to work with us here, intern with us at Southern Sports Central, man. We need some eyes and ears on the campus, and uh, we're going to come up and hang out with you, man. I, like I told you, man, yes, I, I enjoy Benedict. We've, we've got Bryce Ravenel. He's up there already. Uh, yes, we'll, sir. He's we'll up hang there. Out with both you guys. and yeah, we got some other ones up there as well, some other students up there. Yes, so sir. it's going to be a lot of fun. Yes, sir. But uh, good luck. Keep me up to date off the, uh, off the air of how things are going, if there's something we can do. Yes, sir. We'll do. Don't hesitate we'll to reach do. out. Yes, sir. We'll do. God bless. Take care. All right. Yes, sir. You too. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. There he, of course, will uh, – you know, I see him heading over to the track and field and to the football field at Benedict College. Uh, and we do have, by the way, uh, coming in just for a few here, Reginald Walker's joined us as uh, he tries to catch up with us around 6.30. Uh, he doesn't realize it yet there, Eugene, as I'm going to bring you back in uh, to the top of the hour, both of you guys in here with me. But um, we're going to do a special show tomorrow Reginald and uh, we're going to kind of just focus a little bit more on the aspect of some of the uh, things we've had to table a little bit because there has been some new things that have come to light we need to kind of get covered up a little bit and then Thursday we'll you know put all eyes back on the senior class but uh, Reginald first of all happy Tuesday from Charlotte North Carolina buddy happy Tuesday to you as well hope all is going well I tell you what I just had a chance to to listen to uh, that young man talk about his future and I tell you what that's that there's nothing better than a young man understanding uh, that the next step in his life is a major part of the process. Um, And just watching him look forward to doing bigger and better things as he continues to grow up. I look forward to following his journey as well. Now tell the listeners, because you are a huge contributor to Southern sports central, by the way, of course, Reginald Walker played days at Penn state. Yeah. So he got recruited by uh, the legendary, and I, and I love it. I, I love everybody about Penn State and Joe Pye. What you guys, of course, you know, the history there on the football field that we love to watch and just everything. And, of course, uh, you know, James Franklin has done a great job getting it where it needs to go and keeps it moving. But uh, you currently cover a couple of schools, and one of the schools that you cover has a former green wave on that football field and Mr. Hancock. Uh, tell everybody a little bit about who you are now that the days of college playing are, are, are kind of behind us now. 
Yeah. Um, so uh, after a, a long, uh, a, a good long career over a decade with ESPN in production, uh, now I'm I'm on the other side. Um, I'm not with ESPN full time, uh, but I am the radio analyst voice for Gardner Webb Football, which is where uh, Mr. DJ Hancock resides currently, and the uh, TV analyst for ESPN three and ESPN plus for the Charlotte 49ers football program. So uh, seeing the 49ers program have a couple of young men get drafted over the weekend uh, was really awesome. Um, and, and having a chance to watch them grow this past season um, to that point was, was, uh, was very, was very uh, obviously rewarding for them, but uh, it was a proud moment for me as well, because um, I saw the work that they were putting in. I went to practice consistently and saw the work that those kids were putting in. So for them to be able to take that next step in their lives and be able to sign an NFL contract, it doesn't get much better than that on the football field aspect of it. Um, and so doing that and um, contributing to Southern Sports Central and some other uh, radio outlets across the country as well and uh, just continuing to stay around the game of football, working with uh, young people, whether it's coaching at the high school level uh, or just working camps and helping kids get better and really understand what the game of football can bring to them. So those are some of the things I'm doing. Um, and obviously I have a full-time job. I produce news uh, full-time as well. So always busy, always working. So, but at the same time, it, it's, it's things that I enjoy. Um, and so, you know, being able to jump on here with you guys is always a pleasure. It's always a pleasure to get Reginald Walker. Of course, like you just mentioned, he plays his days for Joe Pye and the, uh, of course, Penn State Nittany Lions. He's been with the uh, four-letter network uh, for some time as well. Now currently does a handful of other uh, contributions around the country. One is right here on Southern Sports Central. He covers Gardner-Webb, which D.J. Hancock, the former Somerville Green Wave running back, the last 1,000 rusher, by the way, uh, is uh, running the ball over there with those guys. And did you know that we're sending in another running back? But he's not coming – well, he lives in Somerville, but he's coming from Oceanside, and that's Keegan Williams. By, this kid is the real deal as well. He's another young man who led the low country, could have easily won some pretty big hardware. I thought that he earned it, but uh, Keegan Williams is coming in there. Eugene, you can talk a little bit about Keegan more than I because I know you've kept up with the stats when you were on that uh, on the coaching staff over there. Uh, talk a little bit about Keegan. He reached out to me today, by the way, so I'm excited to catch him uh, back up there with us as well. Yeah, he's just a tremendous athlete, you know. He actually came to Oceanside to play basketball. He wasn't really a football guy. The coaches saw his athleticism on the basketball court. And, uh, you know, after he because he transferred out of county, he had to sit out for a year from playing football. So he set the first two games of his junior year, came onto the scene, scored, gosh, 30 touchdowns. Um, I don't have all the stats right in front of me now because I'm on the spot, but uh, – <clears throat> You know, he catches passes, he runs the ball, he he picks up the offense, he blocks. He ended up with around, you know, about 1,500, 1,600 yards rushing his junior year with all those touchdowns. As a senior in 14 games, he had about 2,500 yards rushing. He returned kickoffs for touchdowns. You know, I, I tracked his speed as, as one of the coaches. You know, we usually have three coaches. Um, with stopwatches to get a good to get a good reading on on that, so it's not like one guy clicking, um, you know. And he was a four or five guy. Uh, he, I've recorded him at four four eight, four four nine. You know, he, he's just slippery. You know, and you you would look at his size and you would think he's just a shifty back, but if you look at the film, for example, when we played Woodland, you know, there were he had, he was missed 
12 tackles on one run to the end zone from about 20 yards out. Uh, he was a guy that mm. could take – no matter where you were on the field, uh, if he touched the ball, there was, you know, we were getting the, the kicker ready for the extra point. And uh, that was really exciting. Uh, he's a great kid. You know, the night that he was rece- he received the offer from um, from Charlotte, you know, he was texting with me and, and was going out to get some food and was really excited about it. And just, you know, he, he was just, you know, we couldn't figure out why. But then once once he got that D1 offer, you know, he was just really excited about it. He was really thankful about it. You know, he's a yes sir, no sir type of kid. Um, you know, he's always got a smile on his face. And like I said, he just didn't seem like the biggest guy. But it's amazing how 11 dudes on defense would just break off of him and couldn't tackle him. Um, you know, like I said, he scored a, he scored probably 60 touchdowns over his career, which was a, a two-year career with a 14 plus 11, so 25 games. And um, wow. like I said, he's headed up the UNC Charlotte. You know, he comes from a family of athletes. His older brothers uh, play basketball. Uh, I think one did play basketball up in the Charlotte area for, for uh, one of the colleges up there. But um, like I said, man, I'm, I'm really looking forward to following him. You know, I talk to him via Snapchat or text uh, or uh, Instagram. You know, he's always making jokes. You know, coach you crazy and that kind of stuff. But uh, you know, he, he's just he's just a great, great guy. His dad I've known for probably 10, 15 years. And um, like I said, you know, when he when he gets the ball, you'll see what's going to happen. He's just one of those guys that, like I said, you can be. 90 yards from the end zone, and he's going to find that way. You know, he's going to slip through, and all of a sudden you see him just squirt loose, and he's gone. You know, and you wouldn't th- he didn't look that fast until you saw dudes trying to catch him. And, uh, you know, all season he was just that guy that, you know, no matter what. And, and it didn't matter. We didn't like to give a running back 30 touches a game, but there were some games, you know, for example, like the Woodland game. It was the, the winner went to the lower state championship, and we got down in the first quarter – and he just walks up to the head coach and he said, Coach, we're not going to lose. Give me the ball. And that, he that's just, the you know, mentality you're going to need. He took over. Yeah. That, that, and he was just that, that guy. It didn't matter how many touches, he seemed to get a little bit better as the game went on. That's that's going to be key. And I tell you, you know, going to that offense at Charlotte, um, they've, they've got dynamic quarterback uh, that can beat you with his feet or his arm. they got plenty of wide receivers over there. Uh, obviously, they lose their all-time leading rusher. Uh, and Benny LeMay, uh, who moves on. I think he signed a free agent deal with, I believe, the Cleveland Browns. Um, so he's moved on. Obviously, it's a young program, less than 10 years old. Coach Healy going into his second season. Uh, they also lost mm-hmm. Ishot Finger, a running back, who transferred out as well. Uh, I believe he was a, the third leading rusher last year, or second. It depends on uh, where the numbers were with him and the quarterback, Chris Reynolds. They were pretty close uh, last year. So they're going to need more playmakers at that running back position. Uh, Aaron McAllister comes back. They got a couple other kids uh, that didn't play a whole lot last year, but they're looking for playmakers. And I think the opportunity for him to go there and make some plays is going to be there. Well, I was able to pull up his stats here. So, and like I said, in the uh, 14 games last year, plus the 11 games as a junior, he has 3,294 yards. He averages eight yards a rush on 414 carries. He averaged 150 a game with 67 total touchdowns. Mm. Oh, excuse wow. me, nine games played. So that's 22 total games because nine games played as a junior because he had to sit those first two and 13 yeah. as a senior. So 22 total games, he had that many yards. That's, that's getting oh, it done. Oh, and 
as you want to, as, as many coaches might want to hear this, uh, zero fumbles lost in his senior year with all those carries. Most important factor right there. You got to hold on yep. to the football and you got to pass protect. <laughs> but his total <laughs> offensive yards, you know, which is like I said, he returned kicks for us too. His total offensive yards in 22 games was 4,459. He averaged over 202 yards per game. That's getting it done. That is getting it done. Well, like I said, he'll have an opportunity to compete at Charlotte. Um, They're going to be looking for more and more playmakers. That coaching staff's done what I think has been an excellent job uh, so far, and I expect that program to continue to grow and continue to have success whenever uh, they're able to get back on the football field because obviously right now, Nobody's doing a whole lot of anything, and that's the unfortunate part. Uh, if you're a sports fan, I mean, obviously there are bigger things going on with this pandemic than just football, but uh, from a football standpoint, it is it is tough to see that all is quiet completely. Yeah, it's, this is kind of weird because this is the one time that we usually lean on one another, and that's not going to be the case right now. We're going to get through this. It's going to get back to the normal. There will be a new normal, but it will get to something that we're a little more familiar with. Uh, Reginald, I want to say this, and, and we said this the other night when you joined us uh, to open up the broadcast. Now, tomorrow, I'm going to get you for a solid 30, brother. I'm going to get you from 630 to 7. Like I said, we're going to do a special Wednesday show because it's moments like this that we need to cover. We need to get some things uncovered. Uh, you know, and I wanted to throw you a little gem there with Keegan Williams, who uh, reached out to me earlier today through a cell phone. And, uh, you know, I knew he was coming to Charlotte. I know he's going to be a good hand, especially now that I know you're up that way. Both him and DJ are probably the most smilingest running backs I've ever seen. I mean, these kids are always smiling. It's just amazing uh, <laughs> that these kids are the happiest kids on earth, and why not? You get to go play college football. So um, you and I will touch base, I guess, uh, after I get off the air and you get done with some stuff. Let's talk later tonight. But uh, if you got time, and I think you and I kind of figured out that 630 to 7 is a pretty good slot for you, that we'll, we'll have some fun for about 30 minutes or more. If you got more, you can hang out more. But uh, I appreciate you checking in here with me tonight. And, uh, again, thanks for what you said about that young man who just uh, interviewed earlier about going to college and graduating here this year. Absolutely. You guys take care, stay safe, and I will definitely talk to you tomorrow. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. Reginald Walker played his days with Joe Pod. Of course, now he's hanging out with the boys of Southern Sports Central and doing big things in Charlotte, North Carolina. Of course, he's the voice, uh, one of many, that you'll hear with Gardner-Webb with the Charlotte 49ers and many others. And, uh, again, we've got him on all eyes on D.J. Hancock, the Somerville High School graduate a couple years ago. He's the last 1,000 rusher. And uh, we're sending his way Keegan Williams. Keegan's heading up that way. But he's going to Charlotte to the 49ers. So uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. we got a break coming up. It is hour one. It's done. It's in the books. I want to thank Payne Rutherford from Somerville High School, class of 2020. He's a golfer, among many things, but uh, he'll be heading to the University of South Carolina. Perry Wilder III, class of 2020, some of our high school's football and track star over there. He's heading to Benedict College in the upcoming season. I hope to see him on a field, both football and track and field, because he's going to continue to light it up. And a man coming up next, he's been lighting it up since the day I think he stepped on a field. It doesn't matter whether it's baseball, football, basketball. If he touches it, he seems to – be able to take control of it. And that, of course, is Brody Hopkins, Mr. Everything, when it comes to the football, baseball, and, heck, like I mentioned, basketball program, even if he played it in Somerville. So we're going to be right back. This is Southern Sports Central coming back after this.
And welcome back, everybody. It is glad to be here with you. Back by popular demand on a Tuesday night, calling out the class of 2020. We continue to focus on the new segment, Spotlight 2020, where we focus on all the senior spring athletes who have had to forego their senior season due to the virus. They, of course, have shut everything down nationwide and here locally in the great state of South Carolina last week. These athletes were told it's over, it's said, done with. The fat lady has sung, and we will not see another spring game here in the state of South Carolina. So what did we do? We load up the guest list over here, and without further ado, I'm going to bring in a, a fellow that I've had a chance to watch him play on so many fields and do so many great things. He's another young man that brings a smile and a 100% day in and day out. He did it with football with some of the most miraculous catches I've seen a young man make, and he's made it by getting hit as hard as I've seen a man get hit. But he gets back up to do it again, and then – he goes to the diamond where he shines just as much over there with that coaching staff as well. And he's going to take his baseball talents to the next level. He's going to go over and play with the College of Charleston once this is all said and done. And who better else is that? Brody Hopkins. Brody, what's up, big guy? Glad to have you with me tonight. What's up, Richie? It's good to have you, man. So, I'm, you know, I, I had to put this thing together, and, and you did an incredible job. And we're going to get into this letter that you put out and uh, released, and, and I got to tell you, man, it's, it, it is a classic. It is something that will be uh, read many, 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 many years from now, and uh, we're going to talk about that. But first of all, it's an honor to get you in here. This uh, it could be the last time you and I talk before you're a graduate because in about three or four weeks you guys are going to get some diplomas and, and celebrate an honor that you guys have worked hard to do. But uh, first of all, how's the family, man? How are you doing, and how are you taking it with everything that's been kind of transpiring the last – two or three months family's great and uh the way i've been handling it is just uh, like still working even if like we have nothing open still going like to a field by myself or with one of my friends just still working out and stuff and i mean it's been kind of sad but at the same time i feel more bad for the the uh, other seniors who didn't get a chance to really get um exposure more from their last like year and don't have a chance to like give themselves more exposure for colleges to like go like to extend their uh, careers. Well, like I can tell you that's a good point because this could have been that season. We heard from Perry Wilder just moments ago before uh, the uh, top of the hour. And that's one thing he talked about. This was going to be the year that he was going to be able to kind of show up a little bit more on the track. And he, and I'd say he took it, he didn't take it for granted, but he said, make sure going forward to enjoy every moment because, I mean, Brody, think about it. How many times, and I know your mom and dad well, that they've told you, man, you play every game like it's your last game, but did you really feel like the last time you walked off the field at Somerville it was the last time you played baseball over there? No, sir. I felt, I feel like uh, I could have did a whole lot better, could have, like, treated it a whole lot better, but, I mean, it happened, and that's in the past now. I'm just looking to my next chapter. Let's go back a chapter before before we hit the diamond. And, of course, Coach Sharpie, that was your baseball coach, let's go over to the football field where, like I told you, man, I was excited watching you. And, and I think still today, and I tell everybody this, that you could be playing college football on Saturday. I get it. And you're going to do great things on the diamonds over there with Coach Holbrook and the College of Charleston. I'm glad you're close because we can keep an eye on you here and, and follow you all around as we get a chance uh, to watch you explode in the next chapter. But what a, what a time, man. What a great junior and senior year you had at Somerville, just watching you do big things. And, and I remember you coming on the scene, I believe it was your sophomore year, they brought you in. And, 
Yeah, you, you lit it up down, at, I think, at Dutch Fork. You actually had a, a good game at Dutch Fork, if I'm not mistaken, there in the playoffs. But kind of talk to us about your time playing under Coach Call, who, as I mentioned with Perry, you know, he's now moved on to his next chapter in life, and who knew that was going to happen. But what was it like to play at Somerville for the legendary program? You know very well, because of your family being from here, what Somerville football means to this community. What about – Somerville football, what did you take out of it? And, and what does Coach Call and that program and your time there mean to you as of today? Coach Call is probably one of the best coaches I've ever played under. I love, I love Coach Call to death. He's a great coach, and uh, I just love, like, how he – like, what examples he brings on the field. Like, because not everything is about football to him. And that's what I love about it. Like, not everything's about football. He has life – like, life lessons in the football, and it just – it, like – makes me think a whole different way like when I'm playing baseball football it doesn't matter like I just think of it a different way so when you think of coach call and, and, and what's the one thing you remember when he would get done with this that he would always break you guys down and we would always be standing there and I had the opportunity to be there at practices and spotting the ball or doing whatever of course he always is going to put you to work I don't care if you're wearing nice shoes or not he's going to He's going to get work out of you. But what was the one thing that you would always remember that he would break us down and have you guys, you know, kind of think about as you guys were getting ready to go home? He would talk about how uh, there's always going to be adversity in life, but it's, it depends on how you overcome it or how you face it. And then my favorite my favorite one that he always said after we broke it down was, love your mama. And that's, that's just <laughs> the one that always sticks to me every single time is just love your mama. I love it, man, and that's exactly right. And I tell you, that's that's been the fun part. And, and when I break everything down with Coach Call, that's the one thing that I remember a lot of speeches. I remember him, you know, bringing you guys over to the stadium and telling you about the trees and the grass and everything. That That's a lot of fun right before the season happens. But at every point, at every meeting, at every breakdown moment, he would say, now go home and love your mom. And, of course, Perry Wilder said it. You've said it. We've had a few other gentlemen on here that have mentioned it as well in the past. But uh, what's a memory for you when you look back at your days at Somerville? And, man, I tell you, you had a great time on the football field. But what's one memory when you think about your days of catching the footballs and returning them and kicking them again? You were a receiver. You were a defender. You were the kicker, the punter. You name it, you did it. You would have been the quarterback if they gave given you any options. Probably done a great job at it as well. But uh, give me some memories, man, that, we can, uh, that, that you will always think back and say, man, that's hard to believe. You know, it's been that long. Uh a selfish memory is probably against the West Ashley my junior year when I – it was my first one-hitted catch in a game that I've ever had. And it, it was I, like I just didn't believe I did it. It was in the back of the end zone. JV threw me a good ball, and I just caught it out of the air with one hand, and it shocked me. Um, a team memory is definitely Fort my junior year when we beat them in double overtime with JV uh, or with the uh, Philly Special. Uh, Andre throwing it to JB. We're live right now with Brody Hopkins. Of course, he is uh, Mr. Everything. He's the athlete when it comes down to it from the football field to the baseball field as well. Talking about his days as, of course, a football player. And, it, again, it runs in the family with dad and his brother, TJ, of course, uh, ended up going to the University of South Carolina playing baseball. But uh, TJ was – while you were the receiver, TJ kind of was the defender. Tell us a little bit about that uh, one-on-one contest that you guys had during, I think, during Christmas, man. Yeah, um, so I can't remember what we were doing, but I think, no, I think we were uh, 
So me, Cole, Messina, and my brother, we were hitting and, and throwing at the field. And JB, JB showed up with uh, Keegan Williams, and they had a football. And me and my brother have always talked about doing a one-on-one. So uh, I started getting them a little wild up, started arguing with them, and uh, he finally called my dad. And it was right after the uh, it was after the North South game where I uh, sprained my ankle, and so my brother thought I was like still hurt. And I told him I was fine, but he called my dad and uh, was complaining that he was gonna hurt me again. And so whenever uh, whenever like I pushed him far enough, like he after he called my dad and my dad said not to do it. I pushed him far enough to where he just said, all right, let's just do it. And so the first one, I think, uh, I slipped and fell. And then the, the second one was the one that was caught on that, the one that I caught over him. And, uh, he, <laughs> he, he doesn't like to talk about it. He, he's kind of embarrassed about it. <laughs> I can only imagine, of course. Now TJ Hopkins was, uh, I think the low country player, uh, male athlete of the, of the year, uh, his senior year where he got to play multiple uh, sports at Somerville, played baseball, played football as well with a heck of a, if I'm not mistaken, a defensive back for the green wave there played uh, on the defensive side, but probably could have played on the offense. Again, that gene uh, very good in the Hopkins house over there. Now he's playing for the Reds organization where he's playing some minor league ball. Well, not right now. And, uh, we want to talk a little bit about that because both you guys are parked there. Mom and dad, of course, I'm sure have enjoyed the time with you. But how weird is it to have your brother around as much as he's been here lately? Because that's not been the case since he's graduated from Somerville uh, four or five years ago. It's, it's, but I mean, we whenever he comes home, like since like I've got like I've gotten older. Every time he came home, we've like always argued and like we just nonstop argue. But now since he came back and that he's going to be here for a, a lot longer we've actually gotten a lot closer than we've ever been. I like to where we can just like mess around with each other, mess with my mom together. And it's just, that's just how we are now. We're just closer. We're live right now with Brody Hopkins talking about the memories of his days at Somerville high school. The Hopkins family is one of those familiar names that is always going to be echoed between the diamond and the football stadiums there between the airwaves. I've had a pleasure of calling uh, both you and him on the air, and then uh, it's one of those closing moments for me. Until you guys start bringing some uh, some of your own back to the fields, man, it's, it's going to be weird not saying the Hopkins name. But uh, let's go to the Diamond now, where you have, without doubt, continued to show out. And uh, now you're going to be playing uh, at the next level. You're going to the College of Charleston. You had a few options, but Coach Holbrook uh, got, your, got your vote, man, and, and got the opportunity to, to, to bring you on campus, and uh, that's where you're going to be playing. But before – we talk about the College of Charleston. Let's talk about Somerville. Uh, we talk about the football program, and it is, without a doubt, has been a traditional powerhouse in the state of South Carolina, but baseball has definitely done the same. Coach Basil did some great things. Some other coaches have done great things, and you've seen, of course, uh, the likes of Bo Sharpie, who now is the skipper over there with the green wave. What's it like playing for Coach Sharpie? I know he likes to joke around a lot, but – when it's time to get serious, how you can buckle it down as good as anybody. Kind of give us some memories over there at Somerville and your time as a green wave uh, on the diamond. It's been a blast, man. Uh, ever since my sophomore year, I've been starting in center field. And uh, I didn't I didn't pitch until my junior year, but I've been starting in the outfield since my sophomore year. And it's been fun, man. I've been, been able to play with some great baseball players, Daniel Lloyd, Johnny Cook. Um, Dalen Powell, who was also a football player, but a great pitcher. Uh, Brody Blanton, great baseball player. 
just yeah, just been able to and Cole Messina, of course, and um, just been able to uh, share some great bonds with them and like been it's been a brotherhood ever since. I still talk to some of the guys from my sophomore team, and uh, it's just it's just crazy how much like we got close and like it's just it's been a great experience playing at uh, Somerville. On right now with the Brody Hopkins over here hanging out with us on the hotlines. That's the Chip Arm Hotlines here at the Focus for Spotlight 2020 here on Southern Sports Central. We're very fortunate to get a lot of the green wave in here today. It's been kind of a green wave day on the show here as we've already had three. Now uh, we're going to be heading into some more. But before we get you out of here, Brody, you're heading to the College of Trash and you're going to play for uh, one of the best uh, in college baseball with Coach Holbrook. Why Coach Holbrook? Why the College of Charleston? And, and kind of give us, uh, walk us through what led you to getting to the College of Charleston when it was finally said and done. Um, what was a big reason was because I had already built a relationship with Coach Holbrook when I was younger because of him coaching my brother at South Carolina. But another big reason was because of how historic. Charleston is and I'm used to being in a historical environment with Somerville and the football program and the baseball program that it just felt natural to uh, go play there at College of Charleston and be in that same environment. Brody let's talk a little bit about your time back to Somerville as uh, you guys of course uh, class of 2020 you went today you got uh, your cap and gown uh, that had to be very surreal to get back on campus probably for the first time in a long time you were able to to kind of see some of the uh, the buildings that it feels, man, like uh, how long has it been? But then you see this great banner that the uh, staff had put up there, and I saw the pictures of it earlier today, and it even had me choked up a bit because I knew it had to, without doubt, kind of hit you at home when you pulled up on campus. Kind of give us that moment as you drive on campus and you see this big, huge banner and the staff waiting on you guys to love on you from a social distance kind of way. Sure. Yeah. Uh, it did. It did hit my it hit hit me a little bit, you know, uh, cause I I love Somerville with with all my heart. It, I literally bleed Kelly Kelly Green and Sunflower Gold, and um, I, it was just it was surreal, cause I pulled up first person I talked to is Coach Collins, and he just he I love talking to Coach Collins. He always brings the energy. He he's really the one that fires me up. Him and Coach White on football game days. Him and Coach White always fire me up. And um, he was the first person I talked to. Then I talked to Mr. Farrell. And then I just – I love talking to all the admin and the guidance counselors because I know almost all of them, and they know all, they know me. And I just love talking to them. They, they, bring, they bring energy. That's the one thing they do do is just bring energy. You know, the one thing you talked about was energy there, and I'm going to tell you the one thing that I've recognized in year after year, whether it be on the volleyball team where you guys had – the, uh, the the juniors versus seniors, and then, of course, some of the other things uh, that you were always there. Uh, you talked about Cole Messina, if I'm not mistaken. You and him had a nice little uh, deal there in the auditorium. You know, there's moments like that that you're going to now look back and think, man, I'm glad I, I kind of did that. And when I talk about you to some of those around, not just here in Somerville, but those who know you, they talk about your smile. They talk about your energy. They talk about your ability to really to kind of take control of whatever it is that you do. Yeah, what is it about you? What is it about uh, Brody Hopkins that makes him different than anybody else? Where I come from, my family. It's just, it's just how I fit in. So, uh, I'm like the black sheep, kind of. Like, because we all have, we have like a chill family. There's nobody that really stands out 
and that has like an outgoing nobody really has an outgoing um personality except for my grandma and i i got really close to my grandma when i was younger and um that's basically where i get it from me and her just like click and that's how like that's where i got my personality from really is her Live right now is Brody Hopkins, two-sport player, played football, played baseball, played it well. I'm talking to you all region. He was everything around the football field, and he did the same on the baseball field. And, uh, Brody, before we get you out of here, man, first of all, I'm really proud of you, not just on the football and the baseball fields and having a chance to cover you and say your name over and over and over again. You know, the one memory that I remind, that reminds me, and, and I always remember of you, is the catches, yes, and some of the other things, but it was the hit the hit that you gave there at Woodland that changed the entire dynamic of that football game at Woodland uh, up there at St. George. And you went against a guy who, by the way, is going to be playing for Virginia. You took out a power five wide receiver for Virginia uh, that changed the whole dynamic of that game, man. You kind of talk a little bit about that and, and, and how you look back at that now. And I know you and him have laughed about it since then, but uh, are you going to miss those certain days of football, man? Because I know that's, uh, that's, that's still in your heart. Yeah. Man, I can't tell you how long I cried after the uh, some of the or the game against Goose Creek. I can't tell you how long I cried. It just it broke my heart because summer of football. Oh man, football is it, it's touched me differently in a lot of ways because of Coach Call, honestly, because of how he how he approached the game differently and like how he talked about like life lessons, like I, how I said earlier. It's just I don't know, man. That that hit against uh, Woodland. Ah, uh, going through it, I thought a fade was coming. I really did. I thought he was going to throw a fade again because I, I played again. I went two plays against him. The first one was a fade, and I almost intercepted it, but I dropped it. And then we both got offsetting penalties. Both got uh, what was it? Um, what's it called? Dang, what's that flag personal called? Personal fouls. Yeah, we both got personal fouls. And so for like talking crap to each other or whatever. So the next next play, I'm lined up about probably like five yards off of him, and I'm thinking he's gonna run a, another fade and try to catch a jump ball over me, but he runs a slant. So I I, w- I was confused. So I was like, uh, okay. And so I just ran in full speed and just lowered my shoulder. And next thing you know, he was on the ground like it all. Like I just blacked out at that moment, and I was like, oh man, I really just did that. So I ran to the sideline. Everybody was hyping me up. But, man, whenever I got – this is the funniest part. I hope my mom's not listening right now, my dad, because whenever <laughs> I got to the sideline, you know about – remember my shoulder injury when I dislocated it? I, yeah, I, I, I swear I dislocated it again that game. I swear I did, even with the brace <laughs> on. After that hit, man, it hurt so bad. But I just kind of kept it quiet and uh, kept playing, hoping it would stop hurting, and it did. So, uh, thinking I didn't dislocate it, but it did hurt so bad. <laughs> Well, you, you you gave enough force there, so something should have hurt, man. They always say uh, football is a contact sport. That's like the biggest myth in the, in the world. It's actually a collision sport where basically you guys are are uh, you guys are, are are sitting there colliding into one another. Uh, I'm going to ask you one more question after this one, and then I'm going to get you out of here and get you back to your normal routine on a Tuesday night, whatever normal is in the Hopkins house, but. Uh, if you were sitting there, let's, let's act as if we were at the spring banquet and we've invited your football team in, we've invited your, foot, your baseball team in. First, I want you to address your teammates that are graduating with you on both sides. Then I'd like you to look past those guys to the, upper class, the underclassmen who are now going to take the keys to both of these programs. 
what would you first say to your graduating teammates and to the ones that you're leaving behind? Uh, to my seniors, I would say what a ride because we've been we've been together since hmm me me TJ Tillman Ahmad Tucker have and Capers Molina Roley have been together since what like eight seven eight years old playing together and then Sean just moved here his eighth grade year. And Juan was at Greg, so me and him never really – we might have played against each other, but never played with each other. And then Logan Palmer was at Alston. We've been playing together for so long. All of us played uh, ninth grade JV. Um, kicked butt, too. Only lost one game our ninth grade year. And it's just been a wild ride ever since. We're a, we're a crazy group of dudes, I'll tell you that. All of us have different personalities, and we just fit in so good. That's why Coach Sharpie always complains about us because we're just a wild group. <laughs> but to the, to, yeah, the underclassmen, to the underclassmen, I would say just keep keep doing what y'all are doing because I, I think there might be another another ring coming to Somerville next year if if this whole Corona thing kind of goes away because 2021 is looking pretty pretty solid. Yeah, the pipeline looks strong there in the Ville. Of course, Somerville's very old. Mr. A. Felipe himself. Joins us right now, Brody Hopkins, for the final question. And this is a question that has been surfacing through many text messages as I'm sitting here talking to you. I got to ask, man, who's the better athlete? Is it you or Keegan? Me, hands down. (laughs) Eugene, I wanted to throw Eugene back in here. Eugene, he sent me that question. But also, I've got about 15 other people that were like, you got to ask him, who's better, Keegan or him? You guys have been been tight, man. Uh, I do want to say this, and it's been a lot of fun watching you and Keegan because he goes to Oceanside. He's a senior. You go to Somerville. You're a senior. We all were hanging out together at his last game in the lower state championship all the way up there in, in Barnwell, South Carolina. And uh, you guys support each other extremely well, man. When he wasn't playing, he came and watched you. Um, you know, you, you start to kind of uh, – it's just the love. It's the passion. It's the friendship. It's all the things that make – Sports as special as, as it is, and you always hear people say it's just the game. Man, it's so much bigger than just the game. And by the way, uh, Coach called just checking in with us, and uh, B Hop by far uh, giving you the tip of the cat, by the way. <laughs> Wait, say, say that again? I said, Coach called just checked in with me and said, B Hop by far. When we just asked the question, who was better, you or, uh, or Keegan, you said you, and Coach Call's going to give you the tip of the cap and say, yeah, he's going to give you the vote as well. Oh, yes, sir. So, what is it about your relationship with Keegan, man, real quick before I get you out of here, though? Seriously, when, when you guys have been each other's biggest cheerleaders, you guys uh, played, uh, I, if I'm not mistaken, he was playing with you on the basketball team that you guys were playing here locally. If not, I, I know you guys are always around one another. You guys are kind of, you, you know, you're, 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 you're like superheroes together, bro. You guys run through town. Uh, you spend a lot of time on and off the field getting each other better. You challenge each other to be better. I mean, what is it about your relationship with Keegan and how cool is it that he's going to go play football at the next level? You're going to go play baseball at the next level and you're just going to keep pushing each other as uh, each day comes up. Okay. Before we get into that, I will say that I'm the better athlete, but Keegan has a way better IQ than I do on the football field. Cause I know <laughs> if he just hears that I said that I'm the better athlete, he's going to get all upset and try to start a Twitter feud about it. But yeah, he's got a, he's got the better IQ. I'll give him that. But uh, our relationship, we've been we've been friends for probably I think eleven years, ten years, going strong. 
But um, yeah, it's been pretty cool how uh we had off like off games. He had an off game and it was his birthday too, and came to my football game against Fort. And then I went to his his senior night and to his last game against uh, Barnwell. But yeah, it's pretty cool that we're uh, both going D one. He's going to play football. I'm going to play baseball. And us being best friends, that's just that's just what we wanted for each other. I'll tell you what, you guys have done a great job. Of course, uh, you know, I let Oceanside say that he's an Oceanside kid, but, man, look, he's in Dorchester County. Say what you will, but it's the water line that runs thick over here in Dorchester County, and uh, it is what it is. With that being said, uh, Brody, I'm extremely proud of you, buddy. I've had a chance to watch you grow up. You were never really a little guy. You've always been extremely tall for your age, but I've enjoyed everything that you've brought to the table, dude. Uh, you are a first class. You're a gentleman. Uh, you bring the manners to the table. Of course, uh, your mom and dad make sure of that as well. But um, thank you for letting me be a part of your ride at Somerville. Uh, thank you for uh, all that you've given us. Uh, thank you for just letting me be a part of your day-to-day and, and, and entertaining me and coming on radio shows and, and just hanging out. Now, the only challenge that you're going to have is how many times can you come up and help me broadcast a game on Friday nights because uh, I don't think Friday nights uh, you might be available if we're on the air and Somerville's playing uh, on a Friday night. So come on home and uh, let me put you to work. Oh, yeah. I'll for sure do that. Right, i got to come watch hey, my, God bless. Uh, my you. young receivers play. Come back. That's a big thing, too, by the way. I'm glad you said that because you know me. I love it when you guys come back. You know, Jonathan Bennett comes back. Banks comes back. A lot of these guys coming back. And we've seen other guys come back. You know, Zach Bailey comes back, and this is an NFL guy. You know, uh, Farrell comes back. He's a college. He's over at the college doing his thing at the Gamecocks. So, uh, thank you again. We look forward to it. Stay in touch with me. Let me know what's happening over there, and anything that I can do, you know, let us know. But uh, we can't wait to watch you explode in the next chapter, buddy. Yes, sir. Thank you. All right, buddy. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. That, of course, is Mr. Everything. He's Mr. Summerson, and I don't mean that – to any disregard to anybody, but uh, I've watched this kid do everything on the football field that ever could be done. He kicked it, he threw it. I mean, he did anything that needed to get done and didn't really have much to, to, to say other than just tell me which way to go when he did it. I mean, you know, I've watched him rugby kick it. I've seen him drop kick it. Uh, of course, he talked about Coach Collins. That's our special teams coach. And Coach Collins, again, he's from that, my side of the world up in Myrtle Beach, and he brings just a different energy. You know, these special team coaches <clears throat> like Eugene – you know, they're just a different group of guys, man, and they train different group of guys. So, uh, you know, I can tell you this as we're getting ready to head to break and we've got a few more guests coming up is uh, it's time to head to the soccer field. All right, we're going to do the soccer field, but I do want to uh, thank Brody for everything that he's given to the program, what he means to the community, and uh, it's going to be weird. You know, they, uh, you know it was the McCurries that, that it took us a while to get another one back through the pipeline. And we haven't called their name in a while. And he, of course, uh, will say the McCurry name again this year. But it will be a while before Hopkins uh, becomes a a name back on the radio, unless I put a headset on him. I think I can do that. But before we do that, we're going to head to break, come back. We're going to check in with Kayla Tucker and Liz Vega. Both of these ladies play soccer for Somerville over in Somerville, South Carolina, for the Green Wave. And we're going to check in with them right out of break, guys. You're listening to Southern Sports Central coming to you live right here at the only, the one and only, the Factory Sports and Fitness Training Studios, guys. Stay tuned. Coming back next, more Southern Sports Center. You're on the couch, blowing up my phone. 
You don't want to come out, but you don't want to be alone. It don't take but two to have a little soiree. If you're in the mood, sit tight right where you are, babe. Because I'll be at your door in ten minutes. Whatever you got on, girl, stay in it. You ain't got to leave the house to have a good time. I'm going to bring the good time home to you. We'll have a Hey, welcome back, everybody. I'm Rich Elman, live here on Southern Sports Central. This has been a great show, and boy, Eugene, we've had a lock, stocked, and loaded guest list. We've started in the, of course, country clubs with Mr. Payne, Rutherford himself, and then we saw the track and field, mixed up that with a little bit of football with uh, Perry Wilder the third, and then stayed on the football field, but add the diamond to it with the baseball conversation with Brody Hopkins. And without further ado, we go back to the Tent Farm Hotline where these guys, uh, these ladies, excuse me, from the Somerville soccer team are eager and ready to rock and roll and talk to soccer with us. We'll start off and welcome in Kayla Tucker and Liz Vega as they are joining us here live from Somerville, South Carolina. Ladies, good afternoon. Hi, how are you? Hi, how are you? We're great. Well, I love the excitement. We don't get that with the guys. You know, we ask the guys, hey, guys, what's going on? We get the, hey, what's up? How y'all doing? <laughs> what? what happened? So it's, it's fun to get the energy back up a little bit here. But uh, we just had a, we've had already, ladies, three of your classmates that are going to graduate with you guys, either virtually or reality or either way. You guys are all going to get your diploma here soon. And, of course, Payne uh, Rutherford joined us, as you guys just heard. He joined us to start the show. Perry Wilder joined us, and that's you know, entertaining as well. And then Brody Hopkins. We all know Brody just a little bit. He's not the shyest cat in the uh, in the classroom for sure. But now to get you two ladies to come in here to, to wrap up the uh, Somerville edition of uh, the Spotlight 2020, which I want to thank uh, Coach Rutherford for allowing all of these athletes to come in here. And, of course, uh, Mr. Farrell, Kenny Farrell, is the principal over at Somerville High School. And um, to all the teachers at Somerville and all across the country, 
Hats off, ladies and gentlemen. Great job. You guys are really doing a phenomenal job. Staying in touch, loving the kids as far as you can you, you can do. And uh, I, I know today, uh, Kayla, I want to come to you first. And you guys, you went and got your your cap and gown today. And um, yeah. emotional, not emotional, kind of what went through your mind. And then uh, Liz, I'll come to you right after her response. Um, the cap and gown part, it wasn't too emotional. It was just is exciting because here it is. We don't know whether we're going to be able to actually walk the stage or not, but at least we have our cap and gown. So for me, it puts a little bit of hope inside of my mind that maybe we'll be able to walk the stage. But, yeah, it was exciting. <laughs> yeah, Hi, Liz. So how gown, about you? Was, yeah, with the cap and gown, it was kind of emotional because it's like we've been waiting so long for this, and it's just getting pushed back further and further, and, like, we could potentially not even have it or do it virtually, but it's just not the same. Now, when you girls got this done earlier, uh, and you girls, I know y'all are together, socially distanced, by the way, for those out there that are worried. They're together, but they are <laughs> 80 feet apart, whatever. Uh, send each other signs. Who wants to tell me about another event? Well, that didn't get you upset. It was something else that was special that happened. Was it today? Give us an upside of uh, what happened. They got you ladies kind of, wow, this is really happening. Today, um, we actually had a little parade. Our soccer team and our soccer coach, Coach Baggett, they actually brought all their cards and they paraded with little signs. And Coach Baggett actually came and gave us a little senior poster and just a couple little gifts just to say, like, here's your senior night that you didn't really get to have. And just it was like a really sweet recognition, and it was super emotional just because we've been looking forward to having that senior night for so long and just to get some type of recognition for that. We're live right now with two of the soccer players from Somerville High School in Somerville, South Carolina, the lady Green Wave, who, of course, uh, have left uh, a trailblazing history and a, and a mark on a sport. And uh, we'll talk about Coach Baggett here in just a minute. She is a, a new coach on campus, but, boy, she has – Already early left a mark with you, ladies. Liz, we'll go back to you on this one. Uh, we had two of your teammates earlier, a couple of weeks ago, if I'm not mistaken, and I talked to them about the same thing I want to get from you. And I remember day one, you girls were in the weight room. Tell me about all the time that you played at Somerville. This team a little different, but you kind of knew it by the way the preseason started. Well, as a senior, I've been playing varsity for the past four years. And at Somerville, we've unfortunately had a different coach every year. And now we have Coach Baggett. And she has brought in oof, a lot to our program. I honestly can't even tell you the half of it. From summer of my junior year, we have been going in the right room and crushing it. We've been constantly going and going. And she, I love how not only is she trying to shape us as a player, but also as a person. And she's trying to build the program as a whole, even though she just got to Somerville. And I love that. All right, Kayla, give me your thoughts, your opinions of this training program. You as well also have done uh, some time there at Somerville, and uh, you've seen a lot of things come and go, but the one thing that hasn't is you and your teammate right beside you. Yep, Liz sure has stuck with me through it all, and I cannot wait to go to college with her. <laughs> Our parents actually have known each other, and then here it is, the two of us sitting here, best friends. 
So when you look at all of this, and, and, and the one thing that I will say, ladies, is, is I did, and I said this when I had the other teammates of yours who are going to be graduating with you here in the next couple of weeks, I did get a chance to go to the world's coldest soccer match between you girls and Kane Bay. And, again, uh, you know, the only one that looked warm was Coach Baggett. She had her book bag on, which that's kind of the tradition. Don't know what's in the book bag, but she had that big coat on. Again, this is a lady that's from Canada, and she's not, you know, she's dressed to impress. But what is it about Coach Baggett? Kayla, tell me first, and then we're going to go to you, Liz. What is it about Coach Baggett that you'll remember going back at, at your days at Somerville, even though it was a short season, but, boy, it seemed to be quite impactful? Um, one thing that I can say that she will forever leave with me is just the push. No matter what you're doing, whether it's in the classroom or it's on the field or even in the weight room, give it your all and don't stop. Go until you can't anymore. All right, Liz, what you got? Um, to enjoy, like, everything I'm doing and just not stress myself out with anything and just, like, have fun. And just never forget that. Like, you're playing the sport you love and to have fun with it. And it's not your job. You're just you're supposed to have fun. All right, so, ladies, we're going to get into it in just a minute here. But, Liz, uh, let me ask you first. Uh, when you look back at a moment that you, uh, of course, uh, had there at Somerville High School on the soccer field, give me a memory that when you get into college and you're going to be going through a lot of things and you're just going to close your eyes for that one moment and think, man, what a moment that was. A moment that was probably really impactful on me was, like, just us circling up, like, every before every game and just having that team bonding moment and just, like, that team love and we're all ready for the game and we're all going to support each other no matter what. And we're just all there for each other and, like, a family, basically. All right, Kayla, how about you? What's your one moment that you'll look back in the four years that you spent there taking control of the soccer program over there at Somerville High School? Well, playing for Somerville High School for the past four years, I've obviously had a lot of time stepping on the field. But one moment that I will never forget is the first game that I ever stepped on the field as a starting varsity goalkeeper. That moment, it was just breathtaking to have a whole team of people that are older than me all depending on me, but also pushing me and encouraging me to that I have it. I have it. I don't have anything to worry about. <laughs> All right, so, Kayla, I'm going to stay with you, and I'm going to ask you this question. And, again, we kind of briefly talked about this earlier, but uh, not sure whether you guys are going to walk together as a graduate class or how they're going to do it. And, of course, you know, leave it to Coach Baggett. Maybe you all have a virtual uh, gathering of, of, of the spring sport banquet. I don't know. Anything's possible with Coach Baggett. I've learned that. She's, gonna, she's a make-it-happen kind of coach. I love it. But if you were standing, and this is your one moment, standing at the podium, and you look out there and you see the ladies to your left that you graduate with, and then you have the ladies to the right that you're going to leave behind. Talk to your ladies to the left that you're graduating first. What would you say to them? And what message do you leave behind with the soccer program that you've put so much into? Well, to the ladies on my left, I love you guys so much. And I just want to say thank you for always sticking with me and encouraging me on, the, and on and off the field, honestly. And I can't wait to see what amazing things you guys do in the future because you are all such amazing people. And – to the people on my right, no matter what you're doing, like I've said before, and it might sound cliche, give it your all, but also have faith. Faith is a big thing that, especially with all this pandemic happening around, it's, what's the word? 
it's, I've, it's grown, made my faith grow. And I'm going to end it at that. <laughs> gotcha. All right, Liz, your turn now. Let's uh, let's talk to the uh, to the graduating class that you ladies will walk together here shortly, and to the other ones that you'll leave behind to take over the program that you've uh, helped build to what it is today. Okay, so to the graduating class with me, um, I just want to say I love them so much, and I'm so grateful for like the lasting friendships that the forever friendships and just everything they've impacted my life with pushing me and always just being there for literally anything and to the ladies anything for granted like we could have never known this was going to happen and just all the opportunities like your favorite memories like prom senior night graduation anything just don't take it for granted and always just push yourself and work hard with anything that's great advice there. And I tell you what, as a former athlete and, and someone who used to hear it all the time, is play every game like it's your last game. And for the first time in reality, that game became that became true to, to the entire class of 2020 who, again, we say this on every episode when we focus on the senior class. You ladies and gentlemen were brought in during a 9-11 world-changing event that will make history books forever. And you're going to graduate with another epidemic situation. And uh, if you're here in Somerville – just think, we had the, the, the breakout of uh, the, the COVID-19. We had an earthquake weeks after, and then we've had a tornado. So it's been quite an interesting ride uh, here as you guys are doing whatever you can do to get to the uh, to get to that stage, to get that diploma so you can start your next chapter, which, Kayla, let me ask you, where do we find you this time next year? Where are you going to college, and uh, what are you going to major in? This time next year, I'll be attending Spartanburg Methodist College, which is a D- Division One junior college. And I will be majoring in biology, but I will be on the pre-med track. Nice. Well done. All right, Liz, how about you? Um, I'm actually also going to Spartanburg Methodist with Kayla, and I plan on majoring in sports management and the personal relations of sports agents. So we can put you girls both to work, and without further ado, i got a surprise for both of you. So I figured I heard sports medicine. I know you girls took a little sports medicine. I know you girls were kind of active with a special coach over at Somerville that we don't give a lot of love to because this guy is in charge of every sports program, health, and he's sometimes the bad guy. But you know what? He's our favorite guy, and that's uh, Coach Scott Little. Coach, welcome to Southern Sports Central, big guy. What's up? Well, good evening. Good evening, ladies. Hey, good evening, little. I'm, I'm happy I was able to get on with these two ladies um, and hear their voices. It's been a while since I got to see either one of them. Um, definitely miss these two as they're not only some of my athletes that I have to deal with at school, but they've also both been through my classroom. So it's good to hear your voices. Aww. Coach, it's a blessing to have you in here. And, uh, I knew they would be excited. I kind of, I might have spent the beans to Kayla yesterday. We were talking a little bit. And I was contemplating who I was going to bring and it was, it was kind of a quick moment. Oh, I'm going to bring Coach Little in. Coach, first of all, I, I want to say on behalf of Southern Sports Central, you and I have known each other for a long time, I think 2011 or 12, where it goes back to. And these girls and guys, they keep doing this to us, man. We get to like them, and then they leave us. It takes four years to finally start to like them, and then you start liking them, and then they leave. But, uh, you know, for that being said, you don't just, like you mentioned, you're not just a trainer. You're a teacher. You're a mentor. You're a lot of things. And, and of course, you saw the guest list that I sent you there with uh, – Payne, of course, uh, Rutherford that joined us, Perry Wilder joined us. We had Brody Hopkins, which you know very well uh, as well. And, of course, these two wonderful young ladies. 
talk a little bit about these athletes at Somerville and, and your role as the guy that sometimes is going to bring not the best, uh, I, I guess, uh, answer that they want, but it's the safest answer that they need. Well, you know, going going back and like I said, I, I was very fortunate that not only these young ladies that I get to deal with on their field and in their sport and seeing them mature from the middle school JV athletes up to, you know, they're both going on to the next level to continue their careers. So they're lucky. And actually all the guys you had on tonight, I believe are, um, but, you know, get to see them mature at that. And part of the high school for us is, and now that I've been there for a while now, it's hard to believe I'm finishing up my 12th year at Somerville, but, um, you know, get to see them mature from that awkward middle school kid up to now they're all young adults getting ready to go to the next phase of their life. Um, so, um, the difference is, you know, the guys that you've had on tonight, I, I've dealt with in the field and multiple sports. And, you know, um, you know, Rutherford I've known since he's real little. With our AD has been around, you know, back when he was an assistant principal at the school. So he left for a couple of years and then came back as the AD. And then, like I said, these girls that you have on now, you know, they they both been in my classroom. Um, so gotten to work with them in that aspect. And Taylor also worked as one of my student trainers with wrestling last year. So we got to spend extra hours which is different than just being different hours of classroom versus you know on the field where they're they're concentrating on their sport so you get to see a lot of different aspects of these kids like I said to see them go from kind of those awkward middle school kids to now they're all young adults getting ready to go to the next step it's it's my honor to get to do that and you know definitely have some good kids come through and We've had some kids that may not start out the best, but, you know, by the time they end and they mature, they're all usually pretty good kids and, and representing Somerville at the next level. We're very fortunate right now to kind of wrap up our Somerville headline here on the Spotlight 2020 where the green wave is taking it over and painting the studio with the proper colors from Somerville here in Southern Sports Central world. But we bring in Scott Little. He's the head trainer and the man in charge when it comes to uh, keeping our young men and women healthy and, and getting them going and getting them back up. Coach, you've seen a lot of classes come and go, like you mentioned, the time you spent there at Somerville. If you could sum it up maybe in a phrase or a sentence or however you got to do it, what what would you describe the class of 2020 athletes this year compared to the athletes at this point that you've had to deal with each year? Well, um, the, big, the biggest difference is, unfortunately, this class, you know, went into it thinking, hey, I got one more season and uh, kind of taken away from them before it ever really got going. I mean, they were working their butts off in the off season preparing, got a couple games under their belts, and then it got taken away from them. Um, the other classes, you know, you know, unfortunately for the current class, the other classes have, have gotten that opportunity. And and for the most part, you know, unless they suffered a, a major injury, they knew when it was going to end. It was, they play on Friday or Saturday, and all of a sudden they're on Sunday that it's over. And, um, you know, like I said, the ones you've had on get are getting that opportunity to go on and the the other ones at high school maybe the last they play sports or I may see them in a in a rec league you know t- trying to be like me be an old man still try to think and play some sports so, you know but pretty confident you know all of them are at a point regardless of what happens they're all ready to go be productive citizens in this world and um, you know hopefully they carry the memories they had up to this point and they just look at it as a unique situation and it'll be a unique memory that they get to share with everybody else in the class of 2020. Hopefully nobody else has to, you know, experience the same kind of thing. It's hopefully one of the once-in-a-generation type of things. We're live right now with a couple of the ladies from the soccer program at Somerville High School in Somerville, South Carolina. Kayla Tucker joins us, and Liz Vega joins us here live 
on the Kent Farm Hotlines and surprise guests. No, we knew it was uh, coming. They did not know it was coming. Of course, bringing in Scott Little. He's the head trainer over there on the campus. He's been taking care of these athletes for quite some time, and he sees them at their best. He sees them maybe at their well hardest points of life, and it has to be that guy that kind of delivers the message and uh, does it in style. Coach, you know, when we look at this thing, and there's a lot of uh, ups and downs and in, in, in the concerns that you've You've done a great job on social media. You and I have talked a lot here in between uh, the downtime. But what advice do you give these athletes, not just to, to Kayla and Liz, who are going to be playing college, uh, you know, their sports in college. I'm sure they've gotten some inbox messages from their college coaches. But how about the athletes that are coming back next year, the juniors and sophomores and freshmen? What do you suggest that they should be doing right now? Because you would know, like I do, it, it, it's that motivation is not the easiest thing to find when they're in school. So what do they need to be doing right now while they're not in school? Well, I think that's the hardest thing is just, it, is for some of them finding that motivation. Um, but my best advice would be for them is as much as you can with their current situation and social distancing, get out there, get some exercise in, get some drills in for your sport that you're going to do. Because I guarantee you when, whenever it comes time, the coaches are going to be ready to crank back up, whether it becomes – in-season workouts, off-season workouts, whatever, they're going to be gearing to go back, and uh, you don't want to find yourself the one left behind because you've been sitting on the couch, you know, Snapchatting and TikToking and Netflix binging <laughs> and all that stuff. So get out there every now and then. Get, get, some, get some reps in any way you can around the house. There's, there's plenty of ways to do stuff without having to have your coach right in front of you to motivate you. No doubt about it. You can tell Coach uh, Little is uh, hit, man. He talked TikTok, and he did a little bit of Instagram all in one. So uh, you're definitely getting some stars over here, Coach. Uh, I, I learned about TikTok through some of the college coaches that have been, uh, you know, been, been doing their things with their families. Um, what was one of the things uh, that you've kind of seen, Coach Little, out of this situation where we've been shut down? And, again, this is an unprecedented area, but – what do you think some of the positive things? Because I do want you to kind of talk about that a little bit because your mind is the most important part of your body when it comes to being in shape, if I'm not mistaken. But what's a positive moment that you think we've been able to take out of such a hard time? Well, I think one of the biggest positives of, of you know, even reading some of the assignments from my kids um, for their, their schoolwork and stuff is, is kids are, are spending more time with quality time with their family that they may not have stopped, been able to stop and take the time to. Um, whether that's because of people working, schools, extracurricular activities, you know, it, it's caused, this has caused everybody to kind of slow down and, you know, hopefully kind of take a look at what's really important in life versus the things we think are important. Um, but it's definitely, you know, I know for me the first couple of weeks it was definitely a nice mental break and physical break from the long days of school and athletics. But at the same time, I know, you know, everybody's ready to get back in routine. But hopefully young and old have all kind of taken the chance to, kind of reevaluate and make sure they understand what's important in life. Well, Coach, I want to tell you on behalf of all of us at Southern Sports Central, to anybody and everybody who's never told you, let me do it for them right now. Thank you so much for all that you and your staff do, the student trainers. I mean, because, look, you guys are always behind the scenes. It doesn't matter whether that wet bulb's telling you it's a million degrees or it's colder than all molasses. Remember that night you and I were there at Cane Bay and Somerville. I brag about it to these girls and the other ladies that joined me last week. It's the coldest soccer game I've ever been a part of. And uh, you <laughs> girls and guys that, that work for you, man, I tell you, uh, y'all are troopers, man. You're always there. You're early. You stay late. And without trainers, without the student trainers, these sports, uh, these programs don't happen, Coach. And I just want to say thank you so much for all that you mean to the program, 
not just at Somerville, but you and your colleagues around the country. Well, I appreciate that. And like I said, it's, it's about the kids and the athletes. It's not about us, but we appreciate the love. Um, appreciate the girls on here. Appreciate the guys you had earlier. And um, hopefully this, you know, see you again here in the near future. And don't worry, I'll be checking up on you and making sure you're doing all right when you head off to college. Oh, Coach Little, don't worry. You won't be getting rid of me anytime soon. <laughs> oh, yeah, we'll come back Good. to you and bother you. Everything. Anytime. <laughs> and that's what we do, what we do, girls. I appreciate everybody here. Coach Little, I'm going to send you off first. Make sure I – and then, ladies, hang tight. We're going to send you off as well. But, Coach Little, again, you and I will talk again, I'm sure, here very shortly. But thanks so much for, for taking time and surprising these young ladies and, and surprising the guys earlier because I know they're listening still. And uh, just everything, and I mean this from the bottom of our heart on behalf of all of us, man, for what you do, buddy. And if there's anything we can do, don't hesitate to call us. Appreciate it, man. I miss you, girls, and we'll talk to you later. Have a good night. All right, so that's the Coach bye. Little heading out, doing his things. And now, ladies, it's time to say goodbye to you, ladies. And I want to give you, ladies, a proper exit off the uh, show as well. But uh, I wanted to surprise you, and I think, Taylor, I told you I was probably going to get him in here. And uh, he didn't hesitate. And I told him that. And he, he talked highly about, you know, everybody that, that's been on. And, uh, yeah, he's a big thing. You know, then you think about it, and, and I'm going to tell you, uh, my trainer back in my day in my high school was Peter Hayes. And uh, I remember him because he was the guy that babysitted me and put up with me. And, man, he was it. Now, he didn't tolerate me. He put up with me. There's a difference. Um, that being said, I, I know you guys have a lot of love for coaches, all the trainers over there. And, of course, Liz, I know you've done some stuff in training. And, Kayla, you as well have done some things. And, and so I want you to remember two things. Number one, um, thank you for what you left behind at Somerville. You guys are four-year seniors, starters, uh, varsity starters. Uh, you dealt with uh, new coaches every year. And um, your reward was that you were able to play for a Coach Baggett, who I really believe she's going to continue to grow this program in ways. And it's because of what you girls have done. The foundation that you girls have poured in and never given up on a program that changed coaches. But it doesn't matter who coaches at Somerville. I can speak on this because I'm very close to this program. The standards never change. Coaches come and go, unfortunately. And you're going to learn this in college. It happens, you know. But the standard is always the standard. And you girls have maintained that no matter who was running the show in there. So uh, we wish you the best of luck on behalf of me and my staff at Southern Sports Central. The most important thing is that you're graduating high school. Yay, you did it. You did everything you needed to do. You put in all the time and the work and the effort, and now you get to go and be an adult. And I'm going to tell you something. Adulting is not as easy as it looks, but you girls are going to do great at it. I know it. And uh, please come back on the air, and I'm going to invite you back on a Friday night. When you girls come back, reach out to me, and we're going to bring you on the air at halftime. Y'all can come together because it seems like you guys are – are, are, are a one-two punch, and I appreciate that. We'll interview you girls and let y'all talk to us on the air on ESPN on a Friday night game. How about that? Sounds good. Sounds awesome. Thank you so much for having us on. Thank you. And tell your mom and dad thanks for letting you girls, and uh, God bless. Take care, and uh, congratulations. We'll talk to you next time. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. All right, there you go, Eugene. I'm going to bring you back in here with me, big guy. Um, man, I tell you, um, Great surprise there as we uh, were able to catch up with Kayla Tucker and Liz Vega. They are four-year starters on the varsity program. How big is that? That's a big, big deal uh, to play four years. I can speak on that because I had the opportunity to do that at my high school. 
and, and it comes with a lot of hard work and a lot of people saying you can't, but you've proven that you can. And then to bring in Coach Little, uh, you know, we love our trainer. I love the trainer at Oceanside. I mean, that dude was amazing and uh, quite a sense of humor that these guys all have. Unless something's serious, and then the sense of humor goes to business. <laughs> no doubt. Um, you know, having known Gage for the, the trainer at Oceanside, you know, he's always – well, I, I shouldn't say he's always smiling. He, he smiles a lot, and uh, he loves the weight room. and he, that, But if he looks around, he believes in that uh, continuous movement training – and if he sees, like, one athlete not moving, the smile turns quickly into a uh, – yeah, it, it, he's not smiling very much. And, uh, you know, he was also the hype man. He was also the energy, the juice, as we called it, you know, the OG bad boy. You know, we took that bad boy mantra on the road. <laughs> and, uh, man, you know, Gates I, – I spent some a uh, few hours with Gates and his lovely girlfriend, Mallory, uh, Friday night at my house and – you know, he's just a wonderful guy to be around. But, you know, those guys can flip that switch in a moment, man. And, you know, the veins pop, the muscles tighten up, and the uh, teeth clench, and they're they're just ready to roll. And you got to love that about them, you know. They're just full of muscles, testosterone, and smiles. But, uh, you know, and he's also a brilliant, brilliant guy. But, um, you know, uh, I'm ready for this break. You know, I have two uh, athletes coming on at 8 and 8.30. Uh, we got a couple of surprises lined up. I want you to check your messages. I will say this though, producing when we have two, we have when I'm producing and we have two athletes at the same time, that's a trick, boy. You got to, uh, you know, with, with keeping up with the quotes and who's saying what, and both these lovely ladies have a very similar voices, and you know, it, it was quite a bit <laughs> challenge, but uh, it, it was very fun, and um, you know, I'm glad that their coach got to come on and and kind of in in a sense you know, say a farewell, and they got to say that as well. You know, I know the soccer coach is following us, and she's been uh, tweeting and liking and following along and listening as well. So, um, you know, I'm looking forward to these uh, next few segments. And, um, wow, it's been a great, great night. You know, all these wonderful athletes from different sports. You know, like, you know, we were talking about the show. We had lacrosse coming on for the first time. We just had golf for the first time tonight. So um, we're branching out. You know, if any other schools or ADs are listening, send us or coaches, send us those athletes, same as parents, and we'll get them on, give them that platform, let them say, you know, their goodbyes, let them talk about their favorite moments, you know, where they're headed, if they've decided what they pursue or what they want to pursue or their life goals. You know, that's what we're here for. And uh, like I said, I know we're heading to a break, but um, looking forward to the next group of guys, two guys that I've known for many, for three, four years, and uh, know their families really well know their siblings really well, and uh, looking forward to it. Yeah, this show is a little bit more of a family, uh, I would say, because of the factor of what I do at Somerville and what you've been doing at Oceanside, and it's by all design to bring in these two families together, because how weird is this? The former coach at Somerville, Joe Call, is now the new head coach at Oceanside. So it is what it is, and, and I'm very thankful. You heard a lot of nice things said there from his former players, and uh, you can't script that kind of stuff. It's amazing. Uh, to get it there. But coming up next, right out of the break and coming into the third hour, we're going to check in to the tank. We're going to Oceanside with the land sharks. They're going to come swimming through here and they're going to update us on their future plans. Grace Sobo is going to join us next. He played football and baseball for the land sharks at eight o'clock and then eight 30. Oh, Mr. Boston is going to join us. Joey Boston. Of course he is heading uh, to play lacrosse in Utah. Check that out. That box that we get checked here at eight 30 and then football. He played that too. Uh, but next is now. So we're going to head to break. We'll come back, and we're going to head 
to Oceanside over in Mount Pleasant, South Carolina, guys. Hang tight. And welcome back, everybody, to Done One on the Way. And that's the hours that we're looking here on a beautiful night in Somerville, South Carolina, on the 28th day of April. We've only got a few days away from May, but we're coming to you live from the Factory Sports and Fitness Training Studios. You can check out that same place. The actual gym is open by only appointment. So you got to give the guys and girls a shout and uh, set it up. It's located at 5913 Loftus Road in Anaheim. South Carolina, the number to call in to set up your one-on-one meetings and get these things up and running is 843-573-7391. Again, the number to call the Factory Sports and Fitness Training Studios in Hanahan, 843-573-7391. This segment is brought to you by our friends over there at the factory, so make sure you give them a shout. Now, without further ado, we are heading back to the Tent Farm Hotlines, and we're going to check in with Mr. Gray Strobel here, and he is going to come to us live from Mount Pleasant, I believe. Uh, Gray, what's up, big guy? What's up? How you guys doing? We're doing great, man. I love it. I'm going to bring Eugene in. I'm going to let him talk to you guys, uh, and I'll have maybe uh, wrap up the interview with you. But uh, first of all, I want to say this. Congratulations on graduating, man. What an honor it is. Uh, you've left without a doubt uh, your mark on the football program. I watched it. I traveled. I went and watched you guys practice during the uh, Thanksgiving months. And I'm going to tell you what, that alone, practicing during Thanksgiving is something I've learned is very special, man. There aren't many guys doing it. And you guys were the only team, I think, in the low country this past year that got a chance to do it, if I'm not mistaken. There might have been – I'm not sure if the team down there toward Hilton Head were doing it, but I do know you guys were doing it. I was over there with you. And then, of course, playing – uh, that weekend was huge as well. But uh, baseball-wise, you guys, again, what you guys were poised to win, maybe a state championship after that heck of a run last year. But uh, congratulations on your success. And I'm going to turn you over to Eugene. All right, thank you. All right, Gray, how are we doing this afternoon? I'm doing well. How about you, Eugene? And, and, you know, I'm doing fine. And forgive me if I refer, if I switch back and, call, and refer to you as blue. That's an inside joke. I know Richie's on, on the other line. And uh, uh, to everyone out there in, in radio land, uh, you know, Coach Greer always gave guys nicknames so he could remember them. And Gray, which was pretty, I thought, pretty easy to remember, Coach just came up with blue. So we've always, always called him blue. Um, so, I guess, we'll, you know, introduce yourself to all those listeners. Uh, introduce yourself with uh, – who you are, you know, the sports you played, the positions you played, whether it was football, baseball, and then we'll go into some other stuff after that. Oh, uh, yeah, so I'm Gray Sobel. I played football and baseball. In football, I played linebacker and safety. And uh, baseball, I played catcher, middle and field, and I pitched. So. All right, and he, he referred to last year, you know, you guys going to that uh, state championship, and I know it came up a little bit short for you guys. Uh, I was there, and uh, I know it was heartbreaking for all. I know you guys had big aspirations for this year, and you know it was basically state title championship or or another letdown. But um, you know, talk to us about your favorite memory. We'll start with football. What was your favorite memory in Land Shark football? Um, definitely, definitely the Savannah Christian game this past year, because I mean we got revenge on them, and I think 
definitely like the post game celebration was awesome, and uh, that has to be my favorite memory. And I played pretty well that game too, so that's definitely my favorite football memory. Okay, you you know I I know it was a revenge game because uh, the year before they pounded us pretty good and we returned the favor at their house. Um, but so uh, so you you were able to play football. You know I, I was there all three years that, that you were there, or you were there all three years I was there. Um, talk about the coaching staff and and what made Oceanside football so special to you. Yeah, so really like the coaching staff I thought was phenomenal. Um, obviously, Coach here is a great coach, and he wins everywhere he goes. Um, coach Gates was a new coach this past year, and I think he did a phenomenal job like in the weight room and on the field. He made me a lot stronger and tougher. And I think he made me a lot more physical this year. Um, coach Jackson, he's been – I was always playing DB prior to this year, and he's been a big part of my football career too. He's a great coach. Um Coach Cooney, I really like him. He knows football. Um, Coach Birch is a great receiver coach, and I actually, I mean, I spent a little bit of time on receiver, probably like sophomore year, so I got some time with him, and I think he really knows a lot about the receiver position. So, yeah, that's pretty much my summary of the coaching stuff. And obviously, yeah, I was, obviously, obviously the best kicker in the nation, Eugene Banks. <laughs> thank you, thank you so much. But I was telling him earlier um, before you came on, we were doing it that uh, you had played all over the field. You played uh, defense, and then uh, you know your junior year, you played a little offense, caught some touchdown. Or I know that one long touchdown was a, a sweet play. It seemed like you were the only guy in the field, about thirty yards down the field, and uh, Cooney just mm-hmm. hit you, and you just kind of glided into the end zone. But um, so I know you know playing football. You know, there was all the challenges and, and all the things you went through uh, to get back in the football shape. I know a lot of people don't know about your history, and I know that you had some health concerns and you were able to, to battle back and, and, and overcome those and put some weight back on. Now uh, let's switch over to baseball. Because baseball, you know, where, where uh, I know the coaches always said you're probably one of the most gifted athletes in the entire school. In baseball, you're always known as the elite catcher. You know, like I said, uh, you're a pitcher. And, uh, you know, uh, Richie, uh, I'm not, I believe I told you this was a pitcher at University of South Carolina, um, and I think he will tell you he has the lowest ERA, or at one point the lowest ERA in South Carolina history. But um, you know, I never got to tell him about your hat flip. So let's talk a little baseball now. Let's switch gears since uh, you know that's one of the reasons we brought you on was because the uh, baseball season. You know, you, you guys have unfortunately lost your senior season. So let's talk a little bit baseball and, and what you do and. And, uh, you know, being a catcher, and I do want to go into the whole hat flip on the fastball. Yes. Um, so, yeah, mainly mainly I'll catch, but, um, you know, I, when I pitch, my hat always falls off. Usually when I'm going – I mean, it falls off mostly every pitch, but usually when I'm trying to, you know, bring my best fastball. And, uh, yeah. Like it comes off a lot. Usually, other teams will complain about it, but I mean, it's whatever. All right, and I know you got you've been working on some hitting and stuff like that. Um, you know, you and I oh. talked about some uh, potential landing spots. Um, you know, and and, sure. and I know things are are still undecided there, so we won't go into that. You know, I want you to be able to sort through things. But um, 
you know, looking forward to, to next year, I, I know your dream is to go to college and play baseball. Uh, what are you looking at pursuing uh, studying-wise? Yeah, so I'd like to do some, like, criminal justice. Um, I'd really like to be in, like, FBI or SHEA, something like that. That stuff really interests me. Like, I watch, I like watching shows like First 48 and stuff like that. So, I mean, that'd be, like, my ideal career. All right. And so we talked about the football fondest moment. What's your fondest moment in baseball at Oceanside? Uh, I'd say definitely winning the lower state championship. I got to catch Cooper, and he threw a no-hitter. And that was just an awesome experience. Um, we beat down on Gray, who's our probably our biggest rival, in, at least baseball-wise. And so that was a really enjoyable game. Yeah, I'm sure you saw the uh, the tweets from Sunday night where uh, your pitcher was giving you a lot of love for that game. You know, he was like, I have my guy behind the plate, man. I just felt like I was in the zone. So uh, you guys uh, throw any balls, and now the uh, shutdown's been – been uh or taking the season away from you guys or you and Coop get together and throwing any balls or what? Yeah, we've gone together a couple of times. Um he's thrown I think like two bullpens to me. Um we really weren't able to do anything that when uh Park West was shut down but part of that we we'd go out and hit throw a lot. So yeah that that's definitely still like the connection. So yeah, and I saw you throwing some bullpen action for your younger brother the other day. It looked like he was uh, getting the best of you. I'm guessing you weren't throwing your best stuff. No, oh, yeah, definitely, definitely not. <laughs> I think he. I think he. Was still I know he posted. He posted a couple hits on his uh his social media accounts, and uh, you know, it looked like you weren't even going to maybe a, a half motion there, but uh, looked like little bro was uh smacking some balls. Uh, talk to us about him. What, what, what do you see in uh, Jackson's future? Yeah, so, I mean, he still has a lot of room to add weight. Uh, he's got a really whippy arm. I think he's going to be a really good left-handed pitcher for Oceanside, and he's got a really good swing, too. Once he starts putting on weight, he's going to generate a lot of power. I think he's going to be um, have a good chance to do a lot of great things at Oceanside and further his career at a big-time university. Well, I'll tell you, man, you know, it, it was disappointing. I, I tried to make as many baseball games as I could, uh, and I got to see one of the last ones. And, um, you know, just following you for the last three years, man, it's been a blessing. You know, you, know, you and I talk a lot. You know, we had several conversations yesterday that weren't even related to this. But um, I want – so, uh, real quick, is there something big going on in your family tonight? Oh, yeah, it's my, it's my dad's 60th birthday. Your dad. Oh, Mike's 60th birthday. Awesome. Um, real quick, uh, we're bringing somebody on here. Can you hold? Can you uh, stay with us real quick? We got somebody we're going to bring on for you, okay? Okay. Are, are we all on now? Hello? Yeah. All You got them all, Eugene. Everybody's in the house. The birth, I think maybe we have a birthday guest on the line here. We're excited uh, to welcome in uh, the, the man Ms. that's Sobel. kind of done it all and kind of put Mr. Gray here together. Happy birthday, Mr. Sobel. I'll turn you back over to Eugene. Well, thank you. So, so Mike, is, is Janice with you? She is. Hi. Awesome. Was there, <laughs> hello, guys. Is there, is there something you would like to say to Gray as uh, – you know, this is our Spotlight 2020 session for our seniors. 
who are going out, unfortunately, you know, with the shutdowns, without a prom, without a graduation, without football banquets. And, you know, I know it's Mike's birthday, so I wanted to turn the floor over to you guys to, uh, you know, say say a few words to Gray live on air and um, ask any questions you want to ask. He's your baby boy, not mine. Well, so it was unfortunate that the season had to end this way because I really think they were going to have a great year, and and I really believe they were going to win the state championship. Um, so, Gray, would you want to tell everybody why you wear the number 14 all the time? Yeah. <laughs> I wear 14 because he wrote. He's my all-time favorite player. Yeah, known for his versatility and hustle. That's my role model. Yeah, so uh, early on I used to try and teach Gray about how Pete Rose took a limited amount of ability and just hustled, hustled, hustled. And so from then on, obviously Gray had worn the number 14 since, what, you were eight years old? Yep. Yep. Who else wears the number 14? My brother Jackson, because of me. Yeah, yeah, I do. <laughs> I Jackson's on the line. Jackson's on the line too. That's awesome. <laughs> well, I know what kind of leadership uh, you know, skills you've learned. Thing you can say, hey, Gray, if there's one thing you can say to your family for everything that they've done for you and supported you, uh, you know, what would you say to them before we would talk about your fellow teammates and coaches at Oceanside? What would you say to your family? Um, thank you for everything you guys have done for me, supporting me through the highs and lows, and I can't put in the words really how much y'all have meant to me. So, well, thank you, Greg. That's we all. <laughs> no problem. <Matt. laughs> well, Mike, Mike, uh, we just want to say happy birthday from the from Southern Sports Central. Uh, I know it's a it's a big deal. I didn't realize you were 60, buddy, but, uh, you know, you you, uh, you act a, a good bit younger than that, and uh, perhaps it's Miss Janice keeping you uh, keeping you going there. But um just wanted to say thank you for stopping by and uh, saying a few words to Gray, and uh, we'll let you guys go, and uh, we'll finish up the interview with Gray and uh, have him say a few words to his fellow teammates, coaches, and the other uh, students at um, Oceanside. Sure. Thank you. So with so with that, Gray, um, whether it be football, baseball, or just your classmates at Oceanside, if you had to leave some some parting words of advice, and, and I know we did that kind of as a football team during senior week, you know, what would you say to your well, like I said, it could be football, baseball, or just you know your Oceanside classmates in general. What would you say as uh, your words of wisdom, your parting words, um, and, and, and your thoughts for for how they should continue uh, the program. Yeah, I would just say, like, keep working hard, do everything, like, um, mainly, like, it's just, especially through, like, this period in time, like, make sure y'all are still working. Like, even though y'all can't be on a field right now, like, it's, your time's going to come. Um, I think my class definitely, like, put this program in the right direction, but it's, like, y'all's duty to, like, I think y'all can definitely, y'all can elevate it to the next level. So just keep on working hard and Oceanside going to do great things. That, that's awesome, man. So um, 
I know you're still waiting on a couple of things, and, and we talked about doing criminal justice, and you talked about the FBI. So what are you doing in this uh, downtime? I know you, you said you did a couple of bullpen sessions. I mean, I've seen you throw with your brother. Are you looking at just playing football at the next – I mean, uh, baseball at the next level and not doing football? Yeah, right now just baseball mainly. Um, I've been going to the cages every day, throwing a couple times a week, lifting every day. So, But, yeah, mainly just focus on baseball. And I mean, if I have an opportunity to play both, then that, might, that may be an option. But we'll see. All right, buddy. Well, I know you're waiting on some calls on that or a call, and, uh, you know, I'm just praying for you. I think you'll do great things at the next level, especially if uh, a couple of things that you and I talked about will uh, come to fruition. I think that'll be a great program, and obviously they have that major. It's a great school that's, that's very well known for that. Um, I'm going to actually turn you back over to Richie. Like I said, Richie was a fellow baseball player at the collegiate level, and uh, he has some questions that he wanted to talk to you about. And I just wanted to say thank you for everything. It's been a great time knowing you. I'm definitely going to follow you. And if uh, that thing we talked about ends up uh, working out, you know, we'll definitely be around to uh, come to a bunch of games, man. I'm just really proud of you. I love you guys, uh, your whole family. I love you like a son. You know that. Always here for you, man. Thank you. Thank you, Dad. How big was that to have uh, – great to have your dad come on, man. I tell you what, man, my dad actually sent me a text today. Okay, I'm 42 years old. My dad is in his 70s. And my dad texted me a tweet – I te- a tweeted me, listen to me. He texted me, I love you, out of the blue. I mean, I was like, man, I called him. I'm like, what, what's going on? Are you all right? And he was like, nah, I just wanted to say I love you. You know, it, it, it's kind of awesome how this – while there's some negativeness, man, it's pretty cool to see dad doing some stuff like that and – Hey, I'm a big Pete Rose fan, dude. He's a Hall of Famer. I don't need him to have a plaque and trophy or a jacket. He's he's Hall of Famer. He just got caught doing something that everybody else was doing and doesn't make it right. Uh-huh. But trust and believe me, in the major leagues, uh-huh. they've done a lot worse, and uh, they're in the uh, Hall of Fame. In my, you know, so you know uh, that's cool. Number fourteen is a big number for a lot of people, and I think that was neat to to, to hear that story. And you know, I'm I, you know, like Eugene said, and I, I'll save some of the accolades that I that I was able to get along the way. I'm a lefty, by the way. I don't know. Are you a right-hander? Or are you a lefty? Yes, you're right-handed. You're okay. Well, you throw from the other side. I don't hold it against you. But uh, I understand the hat thing. You know, being left-handed, my hat's always crooked. Um, I don't know. I never intended it to be that way, but it always ends that way on the mound, and it's down above my eyebrows, you know, where I can – they can't see my eyes, but I can see the mitt, and that's all it is. And uh, Is pitching what you're going to do? Is that That's the goal, to go to college and pitch? That's, that's kind of the goal. Catching is my main position. Yes, sir. Okay, okay, so you got to be catching, gotcha, okay. Either way, you're throwing a ton, as much as the pitcher, and sometimes more than most pitchers. Matter of fact, most pitchers don't throw a whole game, especially in college. So, uh, you know, congratulations to you and your knees and, and your body 20 years from now because uh, <laughs> it, it's definitely going to – you're going you're gonna to enjoy that part. But um, you know, I'm real proud of you. You know, I've had the opportunity to, to keep up with you guys last year, even though you guys didn't see me on the baseball field. You know, I watched and – and uh, came around kind of in a distance thing. And, of course, I've been close to y'all's program for a minute, so I knew the success that you guys were going to have this year. We were actually going to surprise you guys with the baseball game on the air. And, unfortunately, God's plan is greater than mine, and uh, it, it worked out the way it needed to. But, um, you know, when it comes down to it and, and you look at this choice for college, man, what's, what's your biggest thing that, that, that really, honestly – you're looking to get out of college for the next three or four years that you're looking to, you know, make this your home. Yeah. Um, really just a school that can give me a great education. 
and an opportunity to better myself as a person and as a baseball player. So, but definitely education is number one priority. Right. Well, brother, I tell you what, man, on behalf of all of us at Southern Sports Central Gray, we congratulate you and uh, your award of getting the uh, the diploma that you've earned. This is the first accomplishment as a young adult that you will say that you made it. You did it. Now it's on to the next chapter, on to the next great thing. And to be an alumni, man, it speaks great volumes. Of course, it comes with much to be, uh, you know, you, you got to get out in the street. You got to represent. You got to do the things that I know that Oceanside's taught you to do. And what little bit I do know about your family, I can tell you, man, dad and mom have worked really hard, and you can see all the work and the effort in this interview. I've seen it on the field. Uh, I did spend some time with you guys during Thanksgiving, so uh, that was a lot of fun, man, in first class all the way around. And uh, just keep us up to date where you're going. If you figure this out, you want to come on the air, we'd love for you to announce it right here on Southern Sports Central. We'd love to be where you break that out. And uh, okay. at any point you want to come on, just give me a shout. All right, this is. All right, buddy. God bless. Take care. Appreciate the time. All right. Thank you. There you go, ladies and gentlemen, all the way from Oceanside Collegiate Academy. It's the it 60th birthday of dad over there, Eugene. So that's cool that dad got in here on his birthday and social distancing okay. birthday party, I would hope and assume. Right? I mean, they're all sitting <laughs> on different couches. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was yeah, a good uh, twist, man. Doc- Way to get mom and dad in here. Yeah, Dr. Sobel is a great guy. He and Janice are, are wonderful friends. You know, they're, uh, they'll do anything for you. You know, all you ever have to do is pick up the phone and text or call. You know, um, you know, we spent Thanksgiving together, uh, some of the Christmas holidays together. You know, they're just wonderful people, all of his brothers. You know, and I always joke because the middle brother said so there's Gray and you, Jackson got on the phone, the youngest brother. Um, but always, uh, you know, I, I dote on the middle child. <laughs> and for whatever reason, you know, I just love that one. And, um, sure. but you know, they're all great. And, uh, like I said, you know, Gray, Gray's like a son. Um, and, and, and Mike and Janice are just wonderful people. You know, they love their kids and anytime there's a sporting event, you know, they are there. It doesn't matter if it's practice, if it's a, a game or a tournament, whatever it is, you know, Mike's always traveling on the road or, or get, or Janice and, you know, they're getting kids to the elite training that they can get them to, you know, in the off season and, it's just a wonderful family. They love sports. They love the games. Um, you know, it's just a great opportunity. You know, uh, the Sobels and I used to sit down last uh, spring for some of the colder games, and I used to bring a big jug of uh, hot chocolate to the games, and, and I would pre-make some hot dogs, you know, and we would just all sit together and, and watch baseball. But, uh, you know, Mike's a very intense guy when it comes to baseball, man. That's his passion. And, uh, you know, like you talked about the Charlie Hustle thing, you know, and part of the thing is, by the way, they're from Ohio. So the whole Charlie Hustle and Cincinnati Reds, you know, there's a deeper root to that. So, um, but yeah, I, I love Mike uh, and Janice and, and all the kids, man. It was a great interview. You know, I loved having them on. It just happened to be Mike's birthday. I saw that this morning. And, um, and you know, good stuff, man. And, and good advice that he left for the other guys is that, you know, when he came in, these guys came in Oceanside, you know, for football, they were 0-8. Baseball was not, yeah, you know, it was okay. Coach Stoops came on. Um, but most of the athletic teams weren't that competitive the first year. So these guys took a took a voucher, you know, and they came in and, and built the program up, won a couple of games their sophomore years. You know, some of them went to state championship or like the guy coming on at 830, Joey, they won a state championship their junior year. 
and they were hoping to repeat or to win it all this year. You know, as we know, part of this spotlight is that was cut short. So, you know, it was great having them on. I uh, look forward to the next chapter. I really hope this phone call comes in that, that uh, Graves ex- is expecting or, or hoping, and uh, I think it'll be a great fit for him, man. I'm really excited, and it would be something that you and I can go cover. Yeah, it's one of those things, man, and we don't hide our factor of uh, of our belief here, and it would be, you know, your vision and God's purpose here that you uh, that you look at it, the bigger picture here, and you, you just put it all in his hands. You hope that everything, you know, uh, you, you understand a little bit here and there, and there's going to come times where you don't understand. It's okay not to understand something, but you just got to have put a little faith into it and keep it moving. And, you know, I say this all the time off the air, and I spoke to so many athletes over the weekend, and I want to thank the parents who reached out to me to speak to their athletes all across the state of Georgia, North Carolina, two or three in Texas, and a few in uh, California that listen to the show. And, uh, of course, here locally and around the Palmetto State. And, you know, it, this is something, Mom and Dad, I need you to understand that why today they may look okay, but they will go into the rooms and, and they will it will hit them. It will hit them different ways. And it's like you heard, you know, Brody Hopkins, who's going to be playing baseball, he mentioned the fact that he feels bad for the guys and girls who aren't going to get a chance to play. But even for the guys and girls who will be playing at the next level, guess what? It, it's still going to hit them because they never got that walk-off-the-mound moment or walk-off-the-field moment to where they knew this was it. You know, we all know that moment. If you played football, I remember them stopping and us walking off the field. I remember baseball, same situation. I'm on the mound, and, and I sit there, and uh, it was very surreal. I can tell you who I was playing. I can tell you who, who just went up. And I pitched all the way to that final last out, and they brought somebody else in to get the last out. And that was okay for me. They asked me if I want to pitch through, and I said, no, nah, you can bring somebody out. But I remember walking off the mound and looking back over and going, man, that's, this is it. Now, I knew I was playing baseball at the next level at another co- in college, but, you know, the memories you make in high school are memories forever. And, you know, I'm not like the Al Bundy guy that's going to sit back here and tell you, you know, certain stories, but I will tell you that, that my high school, Stockacy High School, class of 97, man, it's a, we're tight, man. We're real tight, and it takes a lot. You know, I can call basically any class to high school I went to school with, and, and, and they'll come calling, and, and that speaks volume of the character of the type of kids that I grew up with, and Oceanside has that. Somerville has that. Uh, Fort Dorchester has that. I mean, I'm telling you, Fort Dorchester is tight as well, and uh, you, you look at a lot of these programs, and, and it's moments like this that I want to just thank God for the opportunity to reach out to each and every athlete that's come on, that will come on. And uh, we're just really excited. Eugene, great spin to bring mom and dad in there. I want to thank the moms and dad. Ah, well done, mom and dad. Well done. The hours of, of, uh, of the lack of sleep that you got, right? The money that you poured into these sports, it's going to hopefully pay off. It, it may not pay off on a football field or a baseball field, but if it pays off in life, because that's what they're learning at the end of the day, they're learning life lessons. Because a lot of what I get through at my normal nine-to-five jobs and other things, even here at Southern Sports Central, I go back, Eugene, to the days where I struggled on the diamond in college or in high school or football or whatever it was that I was going through. I, I go back to that moment, and I have to hit that reset button. But uh, for the parents, uh, what a great job. Mom and Dad, great job on getting through this COVID-19. Even if your kid's not graduating, if they're passing and going to the next grade, you know, I'd give you an apple a day, that's for sure, because you earned it. And uh, I'm really proud to see uh, a lot of positive come out of this. To the teachers, uh, because I know there's a lot of teachers that are listening tonight, thank you. Thank you for checking up on our kids. Thank you for sending these little messages. I've seen parades in towns uh, where my, these teachers are coming through in cars doing things. 
That's awesome. You heard about uh, the, the coach over at uh, Somerville where she actually had, uh, I guess, the underclassmen go through the neighborhoods and give them a, a parade for the seniors. Eugene, that to me is we're really finding out true character during this time. I can tell you that. Yeah, you know, these schools are coming together. Uh, the teachers, the athletic departments, the administration, the principals. Um, because I think, you know, every person who's been in the school, whether it's an athletic director or coach, whatnot, they've experienced a prom or had the opportunity to attend one, whether they chose to or not, or graduate or, you know, have a final walk-off. This is a first time in history. Even at 9-11, you know, when we had Corey Boyd yeah. on, you know, I, I remember that. Because I was at Carolina. You were at Carolina then. At 9-11, what was the first sporting event post-9-11? Do you remember that? It was the Mississippi State-South Carolina football game. was the first sporting event in the nation following 9-11. And everyone came together to watch that. But that was only, you know, a couple – it was like a week and a half. Well, it was from that, that Tuesday through that week to the next Thursday. And, you know – but even though 9-11, I'm not discounting the horrific tragedy that, that that was, but it was almost like it had an end date where we could try to get back to normalcy. And right. we don't have that now. It's lasting for months. You know, these, 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 these athletes have lost, you know, months of a season, months of games, months of film. You know, Brody touched on that for the athletes that were hoping to get some exposure, that were on the cusp, maybe right. getting some college offers, or, or were hoping to get some good film to send out to colleges, they're not going to have that. And so that's the difference in this to me in 9-11. Like I said, I'm, I'm not trying to discount the tragedy of that. What I'm trying to say sure. is that, you know, this lasts longer. It's lasting longer. It's in a sense um, – it has more of a lasting impact in the sense that these, you know, focusing or drilling down to the to the micro level of these athletes or these 2020 kids is, you know, if 9-11 had happened March 17th where we closed down schools, would have been back up by April 1st. They would have been back in their seasons. They would have had those films, had graduations, had proms, had these lasting memories. They're not going to have that because this is right. lasting so long. You know, we just got the call that we're shut down again for two more weeks. You know, and, and so there's no school. There's they're, they're in a completely different environment. All their normalcies have been thrown off. And so, you know, that and that's why we're doing what we're doing. But, you know, it was, that was a heck of a statement by Brody just to say that, you know, he has an offer. He's signed. He's going to call to Charleston. You know, and, and that's, that's awesome for him, man. He's so blessed, and, and, and he's such a, a great young person. But for those that have lost this opportunity, you know, this this could be everlasting and, and changing to, you know, their whole plans. So, right. That's a, that's but, a great you know, point, and, and, and we've got to go to a quick break because uh, I believe uh, our next guest is holding tight. So if you hang tight, we're going to go to our next guest, which, by the way, we stay with the uh, the buses hanging out still over in Mount Pleasant over there at Oceanside Collegiate Academy over there with Joy Bolson's going to join us. He, of course, played football and lacrosse he's going to be heading to lacrosse in utah he's going to be over there on the west coast and that should be a lot of fun to get in here with him in just a moment but you, you know the one thing that i'll say this eugene and i'm going to 
bring him back in when we come back from break, and then I'll turn him over to you like we just did. Uh, of course, uh, Mr. Gray Sobel, who did a great job, and I can't wait to hear where he's going to land uh, in his next chapter. Uh, that being said, you know, it's like the hurricanes, and we've dealt with hurricanes here in the state of South Carolina, especially on the East Coast where seasons have been shortened and things have been, you know, uh, not just uncertain but not sure what was going to happen. But now this is a situation very un- – it's unusual. It's unusual because we don't know. We have no idea really what we're dealing with until they get some type of an antidote, some type of an answer to, to what we're going through, and they don't have it yet. So uh, we'll talk a little bit more about that because we do need to go to break and bring in our next guest. You're listening to Southern Sports Central Live right here on Blog Talk Radio. My family and I were suffering with no protection from the hot Carolina sun. I called the Tent Farm, and they told me about their line of ceramic window film. Now I have 99.9% protection from harmful UV rays for the ones that matter the most. You don't have to be a math teacher like me for those numbers to make sense. Don't be alarmed. Call the farm. I was driving in extreme Charleston heat. I couldn't take it any longer. I wasn't alarmed. I called the farm. I used to be the victim of bad tent. It was so horrible, I was embarrassed to be seen driving even in my own hometown. I called the tent farm, and they took care of me. I wasn't alarmed. I called the farm. I'm Jonathan Farmer, owner and founder of Tent Farm. Are you a victim of bad tent? Are you suffering from extreme heat? We here at the Tent Farm want to help you with these horrible conditions. Don't be alarmed. Call the farm. And with that, we'll go ahead and give another shout-out to the Tent Farm. They sponsor the hotline, but they also sponsor the tent around the low country. If you are in the low country and you need a little shade to your life, give them a shout. The number is 843-297-4131. It's located over at 7634 South Railroad, North Charleston, South Carolina. You can locate them on the Internet at Tent Farm. Dot com. Now, the next segment coming up, just, well, right now, we're going to head over, of course, uh, and give some love to Somerville Signs. This is something that we decided we'd kind of give them a little love because of what they're doing and uh, showing the love to the community here in the Lowcountry. They're up in, I believe, the Monk's Corner area. They were here locally in the city of Somerville, but I think they've relocated facilities because they're just getting bigger and better. And, of course, anytime that happens, growth comes with it. That uh, being said, they do have the signs that you could put in the yard for your seniors, and I would say throw up all over your yard. Let them know that you're proud of them. Let them see their names and anything you want to write on it. Of course, you can do that for $25 a sign. It comes with the little metal stake that goes in the ground. Give them a shout. Somerville Signs. The number to call is 843-779-5831. And without further ado, we are going to head over to the Temp Farm Hotline. And back to Oceanside we go with Mr. Joey Bolston. Joey, what's up, big guy? What's up? How's, how's it going? Good, man. So I remember, and I'm going to turn you to Eugene in just a sec. I met you for the first time at the beginning of the year. It was your senior day coming in. I think y'all were getting some, some information, some books, and I was doing a radio show in the front yard there, and uh, Eugene had set me up, and Coach Greer had welcomed me and had already fed me, I think, by then. But uh, I got a chance to meet you, I believe, and your brother. And you, of course, in the big old truck there, and you come over and yes, uh, quite the gentleman. And I knew at that moment, I said, yep, this kid's going to do great things. Of course, uh, I learned that you were going to go to Utah and play lacrosse. Mm-hmm. But uh, before I turn you over, man, so tell me, how big a fella are you? Uh, I'm about 6'4", 205 right now. 6'4", 205. What's your bench press? Uh, like 225, 230. 
225, 230. Gotcha, man. Well, I tell you what, dude, it's only going to get bigger, better, and faster over at Utah, and uh, I look forward to watching you explode. Eugene, man, you're back in here with him, man, and uh, I do want to say congratulations. Thanks for uh, joining us tonight and letting us be a part of this dream uh, ending to your course uh, time in high school, buddy. Yes, sir. All right, Joey. So, um, you know, part of this uh, thing is a platform where you guys, especially those who, you know, I know you're a fall athlete and you were able to complete your football season, didn't turn out exactly the way we wanted, but we had a great season nonetheless. Um, part of this Spotlight 2020 is for those athletes who uh, who played a spring sport and that sport either didn't happen or, or came to an abrupt ending. Um, you know, last year you guys were state champions in lacrosse. Uh, talk to us a little bit about uh, – you know, the, the season ending and, and how that came about, you know, uh, you know, how you found that out and how that, uh, you know, you and your teammates have been able to cope with that and what you're doing in the meantime. Uh, yes, sir. So, um, uh, uh, we were, uh, it's kind of frustrating. Uh, we didn't, we didn't really see it, but we kind of saw the signs of like the virus and everything. Um, it was going to be another state championship year. I was, I was almost sure of it. Um, we're all kind of frustrated, but, uh, we, we got to play one last game, I think in March. We we got a last uh, win, but it's, it's been frustrating. Yeah. Well, let's let's actually um, revert back to football because you're a multi-sport athlete. Um, talk to us about the football season. I, I, I like I said, uh, you know, everybody knows we went to the lower state championship. Um, if you could uh, talk to us about what was your fondest memory. Looking back in your career as an Oceanside Land Shark in the football program, what's your fondest memory playing football for Oceanside? Um, I'd definitely say uh, the win over Gray. I think it was kind of an emotional game. The, um, after the handshake and everything, we just came out. And uh, that strip by uh, Carson at the end was just it was a very intense game. So that was this year. And uh, I, mm-hmm. I know uh, being on staff, we were 2-0 and versus Gray in the varsity level. Um, and, and you mentioned your teammate there. Uh, what was your uh, – if you had to take a, a – as we had Brody Hopkins on for some of you earlier, and we asked him what was his selfish moment, what was that one play, that one biggest thing that you look back on your career as a football player that was like, that was my play, that was my best moment, what would that be? Um. I'd say in the Legion game when uh, it was tied 0-0, and uh, I scored that first touchdown. It was my first touchdown of the year too, and uh, it was I was kind of I was hype when I scored, but be proud of that. That's awesome. So if you could uh, leave a message for your for the football players coming up behind you, what would you tell the Oceanside football players? You know, the uh, everybody knows that that's been following the media that there's a new staff coming in for. The, you know, some of the staff members are staying, but, um, you know, with Coach Call, but the young guys, including Sam, if, if he's going to continue to play, I, I know he had a significant injury this year, but what would Joey leave for the players continuing the program? Um, I'd just say continue to work hard. It's going to be hard with, like, all these new changes and everything, but uh, embrace the suck and uh, just work hard. That's awesome. Now let's switch gears to lacrosse. Everybody, you know, as we talked about, you're heading up to Utah, you know, and uh, I told Richie prior to the program that you're an All-American. You know, talk to us about the uh, lacrosse process, you know, because, you know, you're the first lacrosse player we've actually had on, um, you know, and lacrosse is 
somewhat new to South Carolina within the past, I'd say, five to ten years, but it's gotten, you know, much bigger, and you guys have a heck of a program and great coach. So uh, talk to us about the how lacrosse uh, recruiting goes down, you know, and, and the All-American experience you've had. Yeah, so uh, lacrosse is a lot of um, club, and uh, down here I, I play for my uh, club, the Loggerheads, um, but we had some connections up north for a Baltimore team. So I was able to play on a team out of Baltimore where I'd have to fly. I had to fly to a couple practices, which was uh, pretty brutal. But I had to play a lot of tournaments up north. Um, the south just – we're growing lacrosse here. It's it's not as big. But um, it's definitely all through – a lot through club and just, like, coaches and helping you recruit. Awesome. Well, we have a surprise for you. Uh, were you listening to the Sobel uh, interview? I was, yes, sir. We have a surprise for you, buddy. Uh, we want to welcome to the show Coach Jalen Hill, who is your tight end coach, and he has a couple of things he'd like to say to you. Oh, can you hear me? Yes, sir. Oh, what's up, Joey? Um, you know, Warren, I want to uh, I want to say I'm proud of you. Uh, you know, you taught me uh, more about myself than I think I can ever teach you in our short time together. You know, because I started with you last year, so I'm just proud of all the things that you accomplished on and off the field. Um, Joey, a quick story, if I can, is one of the toughest people I've ever met uh, in any walk of life. So Joey, before our um, – he had a great game against Whale Branch in the mud, 28 nothing, cold, rainy, miserable conditions. And then his appendix burst. He missed the game in the playoffs, but this dude is so tough, man. He – he came back, he, he, we were talking all week, and he said, Coach, I can play. I can play in the lower state championship game. This dude came back a week after his appendix was taken out and, you know, came and played in his final football game uh, of his career. So I just want to commend you on, you know, things like that. You know, you're, you're a different breed, man, and I'm proud of all the things you do and all the things you're going to do at Utah. And, and Jalen, if you want to uh... – I, I know you're really proud of them. I, I know you had a significant role in developing this guy his, his senior year and getting him ready and competing. Um, if you were to give him, since he won't have that lacrosse walk-off, you know, I know we had senior night for football. What would you like to say to Joey as your, uh, basically as, as your banquet speech and, and your send-off for Joey? Um, the thing I would say is, man, I, I, I wish, you know, like crazy that you got to get that third ring. Uh, we talked about it during football season, how you were so pumped to have the opportunity, especially to play with your brother, Sam, um, you know, and get a championship with him. But, you know, you, you're a champion in my book, and, you know, you're, you're, still, you're still a defending champ until they take it away from you. So proud of yes, you. Sir. Love you. Uh, look forward to, you know, what you're going to do. Thank you. That's awesome, Jalen. Well, um, and, Jalen, we want to say congratulations to you. I know it's been all over social media. You're the new head coach for the JV program there at Oceanside. Um, I know you'll be the the next bad boy leading the, leading that program and uh, doing great things. And, um, you know, I know a lot of the kids were uh, supporting you and sending out their supports on social media. And just want to say thank you for all you do for the, for the kids and for the program, buddy. Hey man, I appreciate it. You know, we need you back. So, you know, don't don't let this radio thing go to your head, Eugene. We still need you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, Jalen. Well, Joey, um, All right, man. you know, 
I, I know you have a lot of parental support. You know, I, I know your parents and things like that, you know. So, um, again, this is more of a we'd like to turn it to you as a platform, as your uh, banquet speech where you're a senior. You know, this is your last opportunity to, to, to give thanks and to give back. You know, I know you sent some words of wisdom to your uh, lacrosse and to your football team. You know, what would you like to say to uh, Miss Colleen and Mr. David and uh, – the, and, and even you know your your brother and sister there, sister. Uh, I just want to say thank you. Uh, they supported me the whole way. You know, flying up to Baltimore just to practice through uh, every every injury I had and just getting me healthy. Just thank you for everything you've done. That's awesome, man. So, uh, have you heard from Utah? Like, when are you planning on going up there? Or they've set a date? Or is everything still up in arms right now? Um. We've actually been doing Zooms with all the commits and the coaches, but um, I'm not leaving until I think like a little mid-August. Is they have, I'm not going up early because it's a spring sport. Okay. And uh, do they send you any type of training, or are you just doing training on your own? Um, I've been training with Jalen a little bit and Malcolm, but uh, they're sending me a, a packet in uh, May that I'll, I'll start to use. Awesome. And uh, what are you planning on studying at Utah, and what are your plans for post-Utah? What are your plans you know, after you graduate and get that uh, that next degree in your pocket? Um, I haven't actually thought about that yet, but uh, I definitely want to get in. I definitely want to do uh, engineering, specifically civil engineering. Um, I'm excited for that. It's a, it's a really good engineering school that played a big part in my selection. So you want to design bridges or roads, or you don't know yet? Uh. I'm not not nothing specific yet, but that's awesome. And uh, for anybody who's listening, I know, but uh, I I, I want to rub it into Richie there. What's your GPA? Uh, it's about a four seven. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I heard Richie in the background. So, um, with that said, man, hey, I just want you to know I'm really proud of you, buddy. Thank you for joining in this. Uh, you know, I, I surprised you with Coach Jalen. I was talking to him earlier today and yesterday. You know, I, I know how much he loves and supports you. I know how much your family loves him. I mean, heck, you guys had him in for Thanksgiving this year at your house. And, uh, you know, we're all proud of you, man, the whole family. Everybody's ever been associated with you, whether it be uh, football, lacrosse, you know, and uh, we're just looking forward to that next chapter. And, you know, I told Richie we're going to have to start following lacrosse so we can keep up with you. That, that old Pac-12, maybe we can catch your games, you know, on uh, some type of Pac-12 network late at night. But, um, you know, we're really looking forward to it, man. Really proud of you. Love you. And just uh, keep doing what you're doing, buddy. Keep working out. I know you're a great guy. I know you'll keep doing the work, and I know I know you'll do well at Utah. Thank you for having me. Hey, real quick before we get you out of here, man, first of all, you know, there's a quarterback from the University of South Carolina that's heading to Utah, too. So maybe you guys can room together. Uh, big game Bentley's yeah. heading up there. I think Jake Bentley's heading there. So maybe you and him can be buddies and roommates. Uh, he's a good dude. He just, hey, look, it was what it was, but uh, he's going to do great things. If it's the Gamecock way, he's going to go be an All American at Utah. So that's usually how it works. Yeah. Uh, Kenny Irons used to be a running back at South Carolina, went to Auburn, and became quite the package deal over there. Um, you know, I, again, I, I want to say congratulations on behalf of all of us at Southern Sports Central. Yes, we are proud of everything you've done in the athletic world, brother, but holy smokes, kid. How smart could you be? You really would just be a doctor, man. Let's just get it over with. Um, you know, that's amazing. Uh, and, and that's where I'm the most proud of you is, is what you're doing academically. You know, Nick Saban says it best. 
you know, we're here to get an education. We just play some sports while we're here. And, uh, you know, we appreciate that as well, man. Uh, you, you come from a great home. You come from a solid foundation. You, you were raised the right way. It's proven by the way you met me from day one to me and you having that conversation. Remember, we talked on Thanksgiving weekend. And I looked at you and I said, hey, man, tell me you're going to play. And you said, I'm going to do everything yeah. i got to do to play. And you did. So, um, I wish you the best of luck, buddy. I'm in large, by the way. I like Utah. And uh, I know Eugene's a medium, so that's a mix between a medium and a small. So you can get him when you need over there. I already have there. my Utah gear. I already have my Utah yeah. gear. Um, Shocking. Joey, Joey's, mom, yeah, Joey's mom posted something about it last week, and I posted a response and got some laughs because uh, I wore my Utah T-shirt on something that should have been a little bit more formal. But uh, it's okay, man. I got the best Utah shirt. I got that, uh, that uh, charcoal gray with the red Utah on the front. It's awesome, man. Well, on behalf of all of us here at Southern Sports Central, brother, we are really proud of you. This is your home. We do expect you to check in on a regular basis, man, because at this point you're one of us. So um, make sure at all costs that you that you, uh, you check in, you say hello to us, and if there's anything, and I mean anything we can do, please don't hesitate to call us. All right, big guy? Yes, sir. Thank you. All right, buddy. God bless. There you go, ladies and gentlemen, an exciting deal. And you know what? We're going we're gonna to quickly go to the hotlines. We don't have a lot of time, but uh, this young lady uh, does some remarkable things in the world of sports, and, and i, I got to bring her in because it's only fitting. Uh, Miss Kathy Reese from PD Sports Recruits uh, out of the great state of Georgia and in Atlanta, nevertheless. Uh, Miss Kathy, good afternoon, and welcome to the first of many visits to the show. Well, good afternoon to you as well and all of your listeners and Radio Land. It's a great day in South Carolina. So glad to be able to join you. And I wanted to definitely say congratulations to all of the uh, student athletes that you had on the show who are going to be continuing their education in all different sports. I was um, definitely listening and wanted to really piggyback off something that you said, that the purpose of going to college is to get an education. But we use the recruiting and the sports as a tool to pay for that education. So I've really enjoyed uh, listening, to, uh, listening to the show tonight and uh, definitely look forward to uh, having you as a guest on our show as well at some point in the future. That would be an amazing course. Ms. Kathy Reeves is the host of PD Sports Recruiter, sports talk show, educating, motivating, speaking, recruiting, counseling, you name it. She does it. You can reach her on the World Wide Web, but you also can call her direct. It's the easiest way to do it at 404-217-6313. You can do all of your things there. I know you work on uh, some of the uh, local schools here. Uh, But I'm going to, because of time, and uh, we're up against the clock, Invite you back. We're going to do a special Wednesday night show. If you want to check in around 730, I'll pencil you in, and then we can introduce you a little bit more, and uh, we can give those listeners out there an opportunity. And I know there were some conversations you and I were having the other day that we can actually debate this on air with Eugene and some others about uh, what are we going to do, what are they going to do, and much more, uh, Miss Kathy. Well, that sounds great. Definitely looking forward to it. Always. Thank you very much. That's always fun, Eugene, is uh, she checks into us from Atlanta, Georgia. I mean, she's sitting back. Of course, you and I see her actively with our, our Twitter page. She's with PD Sports Recruiters, uh, always looking out for the best interests of our athletes, men and women. Of course, she does it, you know, uh, she does it as good as anybody there in Atlanta. But she comes to the great state of South Carolina. Coach Scott Durham and her 
uh, do some things together. She's got a few other high schools, and we'll find all that out tomorrow. Uh, but a phenomenal show of uh, graduates and the class of 2020. I, I want to say it one more time. Congratulations on achieving the biggest thing in your young adult life, okay? Getting a high school diploma, you think it's easy. It's not. Not everybody's got one, all right? And it takes some of them a little longer than others, but at the end of the day, you got what you got. Nobody can take this away from you. Trust and believe me. And I don't know about you, but I know when I looked in mine, it wasn't there because they had to mail it to us, and it freaks a lot of people out. But if that's the case for you, uh, it, it, it'll be okay. But, uh, you know, we are, of course, uh, very thankful for the opportunity to be the voice, the platform, the opportunity for the class of 2020 as we have a Spotlight 2020 edition on Sunday, Tuesdays, and Thursdays. As I mentioned, we are going to do a special show tomorrow night. So if you're listening, you want to tune in tomorrow night because while we will take calls from seniors, if you call in, we will not say no. That's not an option. But we will have a little bit of an outline with some other sports that we need to get some house cleaning things done. One of those is the draft. One of those is what's the next plan? Where are we going to go from here? Are you taking it to the next level on your own? You don't need it. You heard our athletic trainer over at Somerville check in. Coach Little said, you don't need your coaches to tell you to do the same things you've been doing for four or five months during the season. You should know how to put up a, a trash can and drop it down, and you should know how to put in the cones and run in and out. You should do these things on your own. Because when I was younger, and again, I'm not throwing any shade here, but I will say this. Uh, my father traveled. He didn't have the time to catch me every day I wanted to throw a catch. You know, it just didn't happen. So what he did is he built me uh, my own catcher, which was a – it was a sheet of plywood with a tire, a orange circle in the middle because I wasn't a big Clemson fan growing up. And uh, he said, hit that orange spot, and here's 50 balls. You can either get good or you can get better, but something's going to happen right here. And I would, Eugene. I'd go out there every day, and I would throw to that spot. And I might not have threw the hardest all the time. I'm not – but I told you – I grew up in the Greg Maddox days, where location, location, <laughs> location. I became a real estate salesman on the mound, and I did what I did because I put in the work. And like you mentioned, I did was fortunate enough to have a great defense behind me and to have an ERA of about .21 in 1996 to hold a record in the state has been amazing. And, uh, and it doesn't happen without your teammates behind you and that catcher in front of you. And anything in life, you can do a lot of things by yourself, but if you can find a group of individuals to help you rise up to the top, ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you something. There is nothing you can do with the right group. Just make sure your circle is the right circle, okay? And uh, with that being said, it was a great show. I do want to thank the guests who joined us here just moments ago. Miss uh, mm-hmm. Kathy, of course, from PD Sports, who just joined us here. Uh, thank you so much for just dropping by. We love the guests that just call in and want to say hello all the way from Atlanta, Georgia. But we did, of course, uh, focus a lot. On the high school kids tonight, we started off with Payne Rutherford, Somerville High School's very own from Somerville, South Carolina, golf athlete heading to the University of South Carolina. Perry Wilder, Somerville High School, Somerville, South Carolina, track and football, heading to Benedict College. Brody Hopkins, Somerville High School in Somerville, South Carolina, baseball and football. He's heading to play for Coach Chad Holbrook in the College of Charleston. Kayla Tucker and Liz Vega, both of these ladies are Somerville High School students playing soccer for the Wave, but they're heading, uh, if I'm not mistaken, was it um, Spartanburg Methodist? Is that what, is that what they finally Methodist, told us yep. there? Yep. And yeah, then you go ahead and mention your gentleman. Yep. And uh, Grace Sobel, and I, like I said, I, I, promotion side, he's a catcher. He played pitcher. He played infield, uh, played football. Uh, you know, he uh, still has a couple things under uh, wraps here. He's hoping to, you know, he got a call last week and um, – 
was waiting for that next call. He said, uh, if he gets that call, you know, he's, he's uh, going to go ahead and commit to a, a, a very, very good baseball program. And uh, he just said, you know, hey, Coach, I want to keep that, you know, under wraps until that call is made. But, uh, you know, hopefully, you know, and it might be a situation where he can come on the radio and uh, and make that commitment. But um really excited about that. Then we bounced over to Joey. And Joey played a little defensive end, played tight end, played linebacker, played all over the field for football. You know, he's a, an All-American on the cross field. And, um, you know, and, and I wanted to say as, as soon as we uh, hung up with Joey, I got a text from uh, Dr. Bolston, uh, Joey's mom, Miss Colleen, you know, and she just thought it was an awesome segment. And uh, you mentioned about getting those athletes. Well, Dr. Colleen uh, Bolston, she actually is the owner and uh, is a doctor at Sweetgrass Pediatrics. And they're in Somerville, Mount Pleasant, Monk's Corner, all over. So uh, if you need an athlete taken care of, you're looking for a pediatrician, you know, look up Sweetgrass Pediatrics because, uh, you know, they're a great, they're a great uh, firm. They're a great doctor's office. You know, her uh, doctors will take great care of you, and uh, as she's done for, for some athletes and some people like that. But um, it, was, it was a great show, you know. I, and, you know, hopefully, like I said, you know, early on, it looks like we've got some other schools reaching out. And uh, we're just looking forward to featuring these athletes, these uh kids coming in from 2020 uh, and it doesn't matter you can be south carolina north carolina georgia where california wherever it does not matter you know this is about your senior walk-off your last chance to uh say thanks to give back to your uh coaches and teammates and leave some words of wisdom for your classmates and things like that you know for those who are going to college that's great for those who you know, or either going to college as a student or, or making some other decision in life. You know, you don't have to be a college commit. You know, it, it's about your senior season. It's about the here and now. It's about your spring sport that you've had to forego because of this virus, something completely out of your hands. So um, with that, I'll leave my, my parting words of everyone stay safe, stay healthy. You know, if you can train, find a way to go walk, go run, use your body weight, do push-ups, do sit-ups. You know, do stair climbs. When we had Coach uh, or uh, Jeff Freilich on the other night, he mentioned a bunch of different ways you can train on your own. You know, keep doing what you're doing. Like many athletes said, find your passion, find your sport, stick with it. Find, you know, find your love and keep doing it. Well, i tell you what, great way to send us off, guys, for all the guests. Thank you for listening in for the first, hopefully, of many times for our sponsors. Thanks for all that you do so that we can do what we do for the guests that – Join us on the Course 10 Farm Hotline. Congratulations. You made it. You're there. Checkered flag is only in front of you. Also, Reginald Walker joins us again tomorrow night. Don't forget, special Wednesday night edition of Southern Sports Central kicking off at 6 o'clock. We are live again tomorrow night at 6 o'clock until 9, guys. God bless. Take care. And until then, keep it moving, guys. We'll see you then. I can't begin to know him, but then I know it's growing strong. Wasn't the spring, and spring became the summer. Who'd have believed you'd come along?